Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo! Yo! Was something up your ass, buddy? No, I just had a wedgie. Well, I mean, oh. yeah, I guess my underwear, but oh. not so bad. How are you? You're used to it. I'm used to it? Is that what you said? Yeah, I am used to it. Hey, look, you guys both got haircuts. Yeah, look at that, huh? A couple of haircut guys in here. Yeah. I guess I technically did, too. Look at us all clean. and. You did? I, I cut my hair this morning. Oh. I mean, I don't know if it's really if you call it a haircut. It seems I, to me I, like age is your barber, sir. I, I, I shaved. I, I, I shaved my head. So that, that's a haircut. Everyone have a good weekend? Huh? Mm. I know you did. Because, God, your barber. <laughs> because, yes, God is my barber. You actually responded to my Bad text. genetics. Yeah, genetics. I know this yeah. place called Bad Genetics. <laughs> I cut my hair like years ago. Wow. It does a really good job. Really mean. Bad <laughs> genetics. It doesn't even have to be like unfortunate or, you know, luck of the draw genetics. It's just bad genetics. Uh, you actually responded to my text, so I know you watched the new movie, and Snowcone just ignored me completely. He's the one who was all excited oh, about I it. I ignored you, okay. You did. You didn't you say a word. ignored me all weekend. Oh, let's see who texted first, because I texted you and said, hey, did you know Air is, is streaming for free on oh, Prime? Oh, you did. Yeah, that. I did, Sorry, didn't I? Fault. Nothing. Yeah. Just absolutely nothing. You well, we watched it, and you missed it. Is I'm it guessing. I heard it's great. It's really good. I yeah. thought it was really good. Yeah. I think people like it. I, I mean, I was looking at reviews earlier. That book was really good. Yeah, so I, that's what I was thinking, is that it was based on Shoe the book. But I'm not sure that that's what it's based on, because no. we were just reading about it earlier, and uh, it doesn't say anything about that. It says that the guy who wrote the screenplay was watching the Jordan documentary. What was the name of that thing? Mm-hmm. Whatever. We all watched it. Yeah. The one that everybody watched. What the hell was it called? I can't remember the name now. But that he was watching that, and that they mentioned the shoe deal, and he was like, this, this is interesting. This could be an interesting right. thing in and of itself. And so then he wrote the screenplay, and I don't know if he got Affleck to direct it or what, but Affleck directed it. Matt Damon's in it. It's it's just Affleck about, does a really good job of Phil Knight. Yeah, he plays Phil and Knight. And Sonny McCartney. Matt Damon does a good job, too. They're both good, yeah. but I like both of them a lot. Anyway, yeah, but so. they both play those characters well. Yeah, and, uh, and Affleck um, directed it. I mean, Affleck with no shoes on, his feet on the desk. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. He does yeah. a good job. Like, I've seen that picture before. Of, right, of, of uh, Bill Knight, and that's how he does it. Yeah, and I was like, okay. 
He, uh, you know, he's probably a little better looking, but that's how Hollywood goes. People well, I mean, are, yeah, any of them. I mean, a little better looking than their counterparts, but that's that's a good thing when they make a true story based on you. If they get someone and make them really, really, really unattractive, then you just got to feel terrible. <laughs> right. If you're alive now, a lot of times they do that to someone who's passed away. You're like, okay, well, I guess at least they're not here. But most of the time, you hope that you get someone that's a little better looking. But the whole movie is just about the. The, the deal to get Jordan with Nike. And right. I was born in 1982. Well, they did do it, I mean, with last dance. Sonny. It, it yeah. is based on The Last Dance? I don't know. I was just no, trying to remember oh, okay. the name of it. Yeah. With Sonny, they did make Matt Damon fat. And they kept calling him yeah, fat ass. They kept calling him fat, and I was like, he's not really that fat. I know he probably gained like maybe 10 pounds, something like that. It but was pretty funny, though. I didn't think that he was If you are Sonny, you're like, well, you could have left that part out. I know. They you could just, just had Damon in his natural, st- you know, right. born identity state. Right. Me. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have to get ripped. I get that. Right. But, yeah, it was weird. That I thought it was good. how big he was. But uh, it's just about the, the, the deal to get Jordan. And I'm old enough that, or young enough, whatever, that to me, in my mind, Nike has always been huge, and they were always huge with... Everybody, like, they were always the biggest. Oh, so yeah, no. I don't remember Nike being just a runner's shoe and them trying to break. Over. I know I've seen the old videos uh, and pictures of people wearing Converse in basketball games. And you're like, yeah, and then wow, Kareem did the Adidas. Yeah, and I know that obviously other shoes, shoe companies have been involved in basketball. But I guess, like, what I thought was interesting was the idea that Nike was trying to break out of this. We're just for runners. We make yeah. running shoes. And we're having a very tough time with that. Mm-hmm. And up till then, at least, they hadn't had any success. I mean, they were talking about shutting down the basketball right. division completely. And then the whole thing is, okay, how do we get Michael Jordan? So I don't remember that. I guess, you know, I would have been, well, when did he sign that deal? When was this, like 1985, 86, I think they were saying is when it took place. So, I mean, I was a toddler. So uh, it just shows you, too, how much that turned things around immediately for Nike, or at least quickly for Nike, because... As a kid, going to the mall, when I was old enough to remember and old enough to kind of know, have an idea how much things cost, right. Nikes were really expensive. They made really expensive basketball shoes. They made right. Jordans. And that was just always kind of the thing. I kind of thought, like, you know, I guess this would be like if Under Armour had really taken off as a shoe company. They always, like, uh, you know, at least, when did that happen? I think they said it was 86. So I was young, but, I mean, I remember... Nike being like those Cortez shoes right, was a really was, popular thing. That, that was their big thing. Right, and it was a running shoe. Yeah. It was, you know, they came back just a couple of years ago. You'd see people with the Cortezes on. Yeah, my brother's worn them as long as I can remember. That's always yeah. been like his favorite thing is the, yeah. the Cortez, the new pair of white Cortezes. But yeah, I just kind of thought those were like, um, you know, old school shoes, just like Reebok Classics or whatever. Just right. one of their original. Didn't even dawn on me that that was an actual runner shoe that was really popular with runners. I know there's companies still today that make... Basically, just running shoes. Yeah, Brooks. Yeah, Brooks, and uh, there's a couple of them because I know yeah. Brooke has like tennis shoes that running shoes that she'll say cost three hundred dollars. Like for those things, those things were hundreds of dollars. Right. But like that, those stores at the mall. There's one at the mall by my house called like the Running World. The and running store. Running store. Yeah, yeah and a lot of, of those shoes in there. I'm like, I've never heard of these. It's not something that you would go in there and buy if you weren't a runner or wanting to be a runner. I don't think, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and just the idea of what they were saying in this movie about basketball shoes and trying to make a basketball shoe that people wore who weren't playing basketball, made a shoe that wasn't just for the athlete himself to wear during the games. This would be a shoe that you would wear, aspirationally want to wear, right? and you didn't have to play basketball. It would just be a shoe. And I'm like, God, it's never even dawned on me that sneakers were ever anything but that. You know, I don't think you just bought a pair of sneakers that you like. You thought they were cool. You thought they made you look cool. You thought your favorite 
hip hop stars or whoever wore those shoes, and you, a lot of people have brand loyalty to shoes. But I thought that was interesting. Like you know, we up until now, it seems like at least they were saying that basketball players would wear their shoe in the game, and it would bring brand awareness to you know that hey, there's another person wearing our brand, right? So it shows that we're a good brand if athletes trust us. But it wasn't like I got to go get the new. Larry Bird's, the new whatever, because it wasn't... Uh, well, it wasn't certainly... Uh, you know, they didn't have a name on them. Right. That's the other but thing, the too. But the Kareem's, I remember the Kareem... Like, Kareem made them popular, those high-top Adidas, which they still sell. They're yeah. super expensive. They're great. But those were popular. Yeah. You know, a lot of people wore those. But that, you know, that all came with, like, you know, the superstars, you know, and Run DMC, my Adidas. Right. And Ice-T singing about Adidas and... Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. Just like that stuff came out when I was so little. But I, Adidas had it, if you think about it. Before that, those guys, they weren't paying Ice-T to sing about his Adidas. Right. And how he put them on before he, you know. Yeah, to get the, I mean, that's huge. Hit in that the girl movie, so hard she didn't see it coming. <laughs> I mean, that's Jesus. the lyric. It's not my, my, my fault. They do reference but At that point, DMC. I'm like, Adidas not even worried about that lyric. Can you imagine that now? Like, of course. Yeah, that'd be a problem. <laughs> well, I don't know. I get it. I would think it would right. be a problem, but I'm not actually sure. They do reference that at the beginning of the movie, like, uh, what's his name's in it? Chris Tucker. I don't remember yeah. seeing him in the trailer. I didn't know he was going to be in it. I thought he was really good at yeah. it. I haven't seen him in a while. He was like, kind of gone for a while and then came back and did that stand-up special, and I feel like someone said he was saved or that he'd become religious. Is that a thing, Snowcomb? Did Chris no Tucker idea. become religious? I don't know why I thought that, but he was like the biggest movie star in the world for a couple of minutes with those mm-hmm. Rush Hour movies Rush and then hour, just yeah. kind of went away. But I thought he was good, and I thought everyone was good in it. Yep. I thought it was super interesting. It's worth watching. Yes. And then I got this thing where I was like, man, I want to watch I thought, I didn't even think about the Shoe Dog book. I thought it all came from the Sneaker Wars. Mm. The Business Wars yeah. thing? Mm. When they did the yeah, I mean, three-hour they cover Sneaker Wars. They covered mm-hmm. just about everything in that. Yeah. Well, even the Adidas guy being a Nazi. What's, oh, yeah. He's like, his name's Adolf. And they go like... We call him Addy, and he's Addy. like, it's Adolf. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and they've got pictures of him with... Uh, yeah. I didn't know that stuff until I listened to that podcast. Yeah, about the, I knew that he was German. I just assume a lot of old I knew German the, people were... I knew it was Adidas. I knew the saying. brother had left and started Puma, but yeah, I didn't I realize it was because the other one was a Nazi sympathizer to some degree, and he didn't want to be a part of it. Right, I didn't know. I didn't realize that it was, you know, Nazi political breakup. That would be a good documentary on the Adidas brothers. Just doing the history of that. That alone, that the fact that they were both, you know, making Adidas shoes, that they invented them, they were the biggest thing in the world, and then somehow the Adidas guy doesn't break from Hitler, right? Yeah, I don't They don't really make him out to be like a huge Nazi sympathizer, but that... He wasn't against it. He and was, then the other brother was like, yeah, I'm out. This is horrifying. And he started Puma. See, I don't remember. It's been so long since I've listened to it. I know that they said he was a Nazi. I remember that. Or at least that he was uh, he was in the Hitler Youth when he was a kid. But, I, you know, as a right. kid, I don't know how much of that is your decision. So, right. But I don't remember how much they said he was a Nazi as an adult. Like he didn't like want to get rid of it him. and, like, maybe made shoes for them during the war or something. Like, there was stuff that okay. the brother didn't want to do. Okay, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm out." So he they left because of you know ideology okay. based on Hitler, and then he started Puma and didn't make any money. But then, you know, he was smart. He's like, you know, Adidas has got everything, and then he signed, started signing like, we you know, we need to be, make soccer shoes, and oh, that's how that Puma, Puma got their name. Okay. They were like, "All right, we're going to start, we're going to go into Europe and get soccer players to wear these," and that's why 
if you watch, you know, soccer today with little kids, a ton of them wearing Pumas. Still Puma. It is crazy, too, to think two fam- or family can split like that, have two companies that end up as big as Puma and Adidas. Because, right. I mean, they're both big. Obviously, Adidas is bigger, but it's not like Puma is some second-rate shoe company. No. It's I a mean, big, big, a lot big of them, company. And it's yeah. certainly on the West Coast, they're yeah. even bigger. I guess it's like uh, Trader Joe's and Aldi. You know, yeah. it's another you German company. Guy, you know, like most guys who are... <clears throat> so if you go to like night, I wouldn't say like, but if you go to bars where there's bands in California, you'll see guys in jeans and Pumas. Like that is more than you'll see guys in jeans with Jordans. What was the soccer shoe <clears throat> that all the kids at my school wore when I was a kid? They actually played soccer. They were always black and white. They were black and had like some white stripes and white letters on them. They were like the default. Oh, yeah, Every yeah, kid yeah. had them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, was I think there's still a thing. That sounds right. Somas. It, it wasn't like a. It wasn't a big brand that makes yeah, a bunch Umbra of other was stuff. Was the short? I think I, I yeah, think it was I remember Somas. That. that. Do you know what we're talking about? I, I remember like those the, shoes. For they, sure. And they weren't even. I don't know that they wore them. They didn't have cleats on them or anything. They wore them to school. They were just like flat bottom tennis sure. shoes. They looked like regular tennis shoes, but they were black. Sambas. Sambas. Well, those yeah. Sambas are Adidas. That is Adidas. Adidas okay. Sambas. Those have the I three I stripes. Thought, I thought that it had. I thought that was an Adidas sneaker. So when I think of. Uh, Soccer shoes, still, I, I think of those Sambas. Just because when I was a kid, it seemed like that's all. Every soccer kid yeah. wore those. Almost a lot of other people know. Yeah. I play soccer, which I don't know if they're still popular or not. Yeah. When I think about it, I don't see them nearly as much as I used to, but maybe yeah. kids still wear them, and uh, you know, I just don't see it because I'm not a kid and I don't play soccer. Did, were you brand loyal when you guys were kids? Did you have a sneaker company that you're already loyal to? Or is it just whatever any, anybody else at school is talking about and you want to get the latest, greatest thing. Or maybe you don't. Maybe it wasn't even an option. Because like, I remember pumps became a huge thing when I was about eight or nine. And everyone wanted them, but they were 100 bucks a pair. And then there were all these knockoff pumps that came out. It's funny because I am just old enough for you that I, you know, I didn't love Nike. Yeah. And a lot of my friends didn't love Nike because if you wore not because they were known for running shoes. Mm-hmm. And before Jordan, if you wore Nikes, it looked like you were about to go run stairs. Right. Right? It was always like, yeah. You know, you wore them to play sports, and that's it. But if you wore them, like, with shorts in high school or middle school, you, it was like... It's eh, like wearing Brooks or something. Yeah, it was like, yeah. just, a, you know... You're either a runner or you just picked out the wrong shoes. Right. Because, yeah, and I see, I just don't remember that. Because so, Nike was always... I think everybody I wore like Adidas and Converse. And I feel like I got into... Tree Torn was a big one. Tree Torn? What's mm-hmm. Tree Torn? That, that's an, they had, like, a little loop on the side. You wore them in the summer. I did have a pair of... What's the company that makes the baseball shoes? What's the big baseball brand? I think it starts with an M. Oh, man, I'm sorry. It says my parents got me a pair of McGregor shoes from Kmart when I was in elementary school, which coined my nickname for a couple of years, just people calling you McGregor, man. Yeah, that sucks. Damn. You got to be careful with the s- sneakers. If they're going to be knockoffs, they can't be too... They can't look exactly like something else. Well, you know, they the can't Ad- be fake. The Adidas with the four stripes? Right, that t- sort of thing. That'll get your ass kicked in school. Now, you could just say, oh, I don't like these. I'm going to wear this brand of shoes. and something. Get a pair of Converse All-Stars, even if you don't really like those. Right. Like, well, I guess parents I can afford these. This should help me keep a low profile. But you can't go out and get... The fake pumps were a huge thing when I was a kid. And a lot of people tried them. There was an L.A. Gear version of the pump mm-hmm. that were Oh, yeah, K-Swiss. Fake. K-Swiss were big when I was a kid. K-Swiss I always thought of as not good. I don't know why. Were really popular. Like it was almost like um, if you wore K Swiss in a T-shirt with a white long sleeve T-shirt underneath it, you liked music. Oh, see, they were popular when that I was, was a kid. That was it. You liked wearing music. all white K Swiss, and it was all you know, kind of like I'm a tough guy too. That was sort mm-hmm. of a thing that they wore for a while, but I just never. I don't know. I I, I never liked them. I guess I thought that they were, are they actually tennis shoes? Is K Swiss a tennis company? 
Yeah. Okay. I think so they're popular in Europe. K-Swiss is still popular? Mm-hmm. They used to be really popular here. I guess you don't see them as much more. Fila If you like the Cure, popular. you wore K-Swiss. If you really? like the Smiths, you wore K-Swiss. That's Absolutely. Really? I remember, you wear yeah, K-Swiss with Jabot jeans. Okay. Yeah. No, that's mm-hmm. definitely before. I do not remember that at all. Yeah. I, just, I mean, when I was a kid, like I said, Nike was already huge. When Reebok came out with the pumps, that was the thing everyone wanted, but they were like 120 150 bucks a, a pair. And so then so there were all the knockoffs. Like nobody wore those. Nobody wore Reeboks either. Yeah, the Reebok pump was huge, huge, huge. But then eventually Nike came out with a version, and it like pumped on the side. It was never quite the same thing as those Reebok pumps. And I just wanted those so bad that I guess eventually I just started wearing Reeboks all the time. And still to this day, it's mostly all I wear. I, I don't know. I'm brand loyal, not because I'm actually loyal to the brand, but just because I, I know what size fits me. I order them online. And I think, okay, this looks good enough. Lazo, I feel like just wants you just want it to be a brand as long as it's you're not going to wear knockoff shoes, which is my mom's thing. No, but I'm a shoe guy. I mean, I have hundreds right. of shoes, hundreds so, and hundreds of shoes. But you're not like overly loyal to. I want mostly Nikes or I want mostly Mm-mm. Adidas. Or, I hated Nikes for a long time. I think in the last, like they were always even the Jordans. I thought were boring. They were boring, and Adidas did such a good job with the different color the stripes and. You know, uh, with the Kareem's and the different colors, and the, I always like those. Within the last three years, I think about four years ago, if you remember, everybody was wearing Adidas All Stars, Adidas Superstars, black Adidas with three stripes. If you went to South by Southwest, every person had Adidas shoes on, and I think Nike realized it. Like, oh crap, they're making. Different colored cool shoes, and they got really popular for about three years. And then I think that's when Nike was like, Oh, we're gonna start making cool looking dunks, we're gonna start making pink dunks and orange dunks and Miami University dunks. And when they started doing that, and and I think in the last couple years, like I told you, when I came back from Chicago, I went to LA and everybody was wearing Adidas. Two years later, I went to Chicago and I just saw. Jordans everywhere. Girls in dresses with Jordans. And that was probably three years ago. And I remember coming back and I told you, buy stock at Nike, which I did. I said, because it's going to go through the roof. For whatever reason it is, every cool person walking the street in Chicago was wearing Jordans or Dunks. Well, who was in that business board saying they talked about uh, the... Yeezy thing, right? The the deal. What did they say that deal was worth? Like how much money... You probably know this, Snowcone. How much money they think they made from that endorsement, from that partnership. We were talking billions, right? Oh, because with the with the Jordan thing, they said in the movie that Nike was hopeful. Hey, we might do like Easy's a, put Adidas back on the map. Okay, because that's what I mean. At least in that podcast, that's what they made it sound like yeah. was that they yeah. got they made Adidas huge again. Yeah, but with uh, the Nike thing in that documentary or in the movie, the Ben Affleck movie, they were saying I think they said you know we think we could do like three million dollars in sales this first year. We yeah. do one hundred and sixty five million yeah. or whatever it was. It's insane. What's it called again? If people want to watch it, Air Air. And it was on Prime for free. free? Can't believe it. The Church of Laszlo. Crisis management with Laszlo. Okay. I mean, you're the guy people go to if they've, if they, you know, they got something that they need to face head on. They can't hide from it anymore. The world knows. I got you. But they're, you know, at this point, hell, I'd be falling on the sword because I don't know what you do. We've talked about this back in, I think it was like early March. It was not that long ago. Uh, what's his name? Ja Morant, the basketball ja. player. You guys saw this? Where's Ja? Lazar, do you remember us talking about him yeah. waving the gun the at gun. the strip club sure. and all that? So they gave him a suspension back then. Eight games. An eight-game suspension. 
He apologized. I don't remember exactly what he said, but there was some sort of an apology. He went and got counseling and learned how to. Uh, was that part of it? Okay. With his stress. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The whole I Bunch need to learn fooey. how to deal with my anger. So then he does it again this weekend. I don't know if you saw Lazo. He's no. done it again. So apparently Sunday it says the NBA world woke up Sunday to a video and image of John Morant holding up a gun on Instagram Live from the passenger seat of a car. He's holding it. He's got like his thumb and his forefinger. He's like dangling this handgun. In the, it looks like the passenger seat. I think it was the passenger seat, but I don't actually know because those videos a lot of time are reversed. You're getting the mirror image, but it, wasn't he in the passenger seat? Yeah, he was. I uh, just holding the the gun up, and um, this is. I mean, this is exactly what he did last time. Except last time it was uh, supposedly at a nightclub, right? Wasn't okay. he at some sort of a yeah. nightclub? And it was uh, there was music and his in the background. Tried to like turn the camera really quick. Yeah, to get it away from him. Right. So people are saying like it's an old video, but. The way his friend turns the but camera makes Instagram. it seem like no, like he's aware of what happened before. And it was on Instagram Live. Yeah, it was live. I mean, do you post old videos on Instagram Live? Is that even a I don't think you thing can. that you can do? Right. So how would it be an old video? The reaction has been swift. The Memphis Grizzlies suspended Morant from all team activities pending a review by the NBA. The ramifications of what come ne- next could alter the course of the next season and perhaps the future of the franchise. So it says they've had all these emergency meetings now. They also, USA Today, got these sports columnists together to ask them their opinions on this stuff. But, like, what should the the punishment be? Now, last time it was eight games. So they're saying that anything over 25 games for this would feel harsh. But anything else, he says, seems fair. So don't go over 25. But also, you gave him eight games last time. He did all this apology stuff. Well, he does. So what he's doing is not even necessarily breaking the law. It's, It's... that he's he's breaking his contract because and we talked right. about this back in March. So he's got something in his contract that talks that's about. Right. I don't know exactly. Well, I, I'd, I'd hire a lawyer and sue the NBA. So that's who you'd be suing is the NBA. Yes, because of the uh, any sort of again, any sort of suspension. I'd sue the. I mean, they Grizzlies. do that all the time, right? I'd sue them. I'd have the players' union sue them. I'd I'd sue them, and I'd say that it's racist. Hmm. Yeah, I think this came up last time. With the and I'd thing. sue him. Why are you suspending me? You're allowed to carry guns. Just about, unless there's a, he's in a state where you're not allowed to do it, then I would say, look, the gun laws are super lax in this country. People carry guns everywhere. There's white people carrying them into Chipotle, and nobody says anything. you got senators and congressmen standing outside of Capitol buildings dressed in full fatigues, but every time I just dangle a gun... You suspend me from my job for eight days, but you let this senator go to work, I'd sue their ass. But wouldn't it be Memphis Grizzlies and NBA code of conduct? Like the contract That's what it is. Signed. I'd sue him for that. I'd sue him okay. for the contract. I'd say that the contract's racist. I'd sue him for everything. Okay. I'd make it, even if I was wrong, I'd make it so hard for them to carry on. Okay. I'd sue them for everything they have. Yeah, and maybe if he'd done that from the beginning, instead of Well, I'd say like, hey, the first time. The first time I just went along with it. But this is ridiculous now. Every time I do something that's legal, you suspend me. Yeah, what was it? When we talked about this back in March, they broke down the rules about when you're traveling with the team, uh, carrying a gun. It was like specific stuff, I think, about weapons and then behavior that's unbecoming unbecoming of an NBA player or whatever it was. But they had specific stuff about when you're traveling with the team. I don't even know what he was doing. Do we know that he was... That this had anything to do with team activities? If it's legal and they keep suspending him, then I would sue him. Yeah. But I'm not saying he's going to win, but you can't just keep going. You can't. If you're him, you're asking for crisis management, right? Challenge the narrative. Yeah, yeah you have to. You have to because at this point, you just keep going into rehab. They're going to keep doing it. So you have to just sue them and say, I didn't do anything wrong. And make them make. It's like in any sport. Make them throw the ball. Make them do it. 
I mean, it sounds like they're going to do something. They're having these emergency meetings, and they did suspend him last time. But I saw the response that the, the guy they interviewed for USA Today, the sports columnist, he said what he needs to do is stay off of Instagram Live. He's like, first of all, Seriously. stay off Instagram Live and just hand over all of your social media accounts to well, a public relations person. Like, just yeah. give it to a public relations professional. Stay off social media because this is what keeps getting you in trouble. It's going to end up costing you money. It could cost you your job. So just stop. Just stop with the social media. And if you did regret doing it last time, which it seemed like maybe he at least got, he regretted that he got in trouble. If you're not wanting to get in trouble for this, if he's trying to prove a point, which at this point, you get in trouble for this, this close together, for the exact same thing. I think Laszlo's He's uh, not trying to prove here, a point. I think he's just an idiot. Of course. But I'm saying with your angle but I would, here, I think I would you have could have try to make the say I'm proving a point. Right, exactly. Right, right. Here's this, the I've, point. Done it, I've done it multiple times now, and the reason is I think this is dumb. I think it's right. a dumb rule, and I think yeah. you're racist. I, I think you're right. coming exactly. after me because of my race, because I'm a successful young black man. I'm not doing anything differently than what lots of rednecks do all the time. All Hell, the they time. took them to the Capitol and, like you said, Chipotle right. and whatever else. Right. Now I'm in my own I car. My I'm a passenger in my car, and I yeah. take a picture of a gun. You're suspending me? I'd sue him. Yeah. Man. Just. I mean, I don't know anything about the guy. I, I, I've heard the name before. When we talked about him getting in trouble back in March, I, I learned more about him, and it, you know he's obviously a, sounds like a very good player and very important for the team. Right, but God, man, when you're an athlete, when you're anybody, when you're a celebrity, I do the whole thing. I go, I have my lawyers go on TV and ask, "Where's the NRA? Yes. Why aren't they backing Jaw? <laughs> right? Why isn't back the NRA ja. backing Jaw? Right? Like I want to see it. I want to see everybody who's a card carrying member of the NRA support Jaw. Right? You support everybody else, but somehow. Black basketball player, you don't support. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but that's what I would do. Like, fire up that legal team. You got millions of dollars and start making major press about it. They they asked this guy, um, what approach should the Grizzlies take moving forward? This guy says, there's no more babysitting. Top-notch accountability must be given from the front office coaches and players. The general manager spoke uh, highly of Morant's improvements two weeks ago, and so did the Grizzlies coach, Taylor Jenkins. This uh, is the time for Grizzlies teammates to hold Morant accountable and challenge him to take the step that the uh, organization needs for him to be the leader. I don't know if, you know, the guy who's flashing the gun all the time, like, hey, you need to go talk to him, step up to him, the guy who keeps flashing the gun on Instagram Live. Right. I mean, do they get in trouble? Obviously, you're saying that they uh, need him to win more games because I'm guessing he's their best player, right? The way they talk yeah, about him, he's their, he's their best player. And they're going to go this year. And that he's, he's got some sort of guy that they say is uh, – the guy who will come fill in for him when he gets suspended, he has to step up and take Morant's place. Six but, man. but they said that guy they want to trade, and so mm. they don't. They'll lose that ability depending on how long they they suspend Ja. I mean, if it's the NBA that's that's suspending him, then couldn't the team be a part of it too? Couldn't they say we're taking his side? Couldn't they say you they know could, this is they ridiculous? Back him if they want right. to. You're suspending our guy. It's right. just costing. You're, you're keeping him from playing games. We we need this guy. He's the best player on the team, and we think it's ridiculous that you're going after him for this stuff. Now, in the previous video, I think there was talks that maybe he had been drinking or whatever. I don't know if there was okay, any evidence of that. But this time around, it looks like it's broad daylight. You guys saw the video, or did you see it, Snowcone? I did. I mean, this looks like they're in the car, and he decides he's going to show off this gun, yeah. which he's got to know that that can get him in trouble because it's happened before. Did it happen to him twice before, or was it just that one time? It was twice. It was last year... He had a pickup basketball game at his house, and he got in a fight with a 17-year-old. That's what it was. He's the one that got in a fight inside with a 17-year-old and, and came out with a gun. Yeah. yeah, you remember that, Lazo? 
There was a, a game with those kids. They were like 17 years old, yeah. and then he came back out. There was some sort of a fight, and he came back out with the gun. Of course, that was the, the running back of the Browns. The stories were different. No, I think Didn't it was he Morant. he do something then? Joe Mixon? He got into a uh, fight at his house playing basketball. Know. He came out like with a gun. Well, if that's it, then that's the one I'm thinking of. I remember the fight with sure the teenager. Okay, because I remember a fight with the teenagers, and then the teenager said that he came back out with a gun and was waving yeah. it around, whatever. I think he, he denied that. Yeah, okay, he had denied that he came back out with a gun or said the kid attacked him. I don't remember exactly, but obviously their stories were a little different. But just imagine that that's your urge. It's one thing if you're like, man, i got a drinking problem, and every time I drink I say some dumb stuff. Right. Or I have a, I have a habit of saying really cheesy things to women in DMs trying to pick them up, like I love that booty or whatever the hell Adam Levine said. <laughs> you right. know, when that's your thing. But when your thing's like, I just can't stop showing my gun on Instagram Live. <laughs> right. I have this urge to show it. I want my followers to see right. my handgun on Instagram Live. I'm really proud of it. But every time I show my gun, I get in trouble. Just, yeah. What a weird thing I to be able to get that. over. I mean, yeah. There's just no more like, oh, I'm sorry, that's done. Like, that, you that's just the it. first time. You, you went to already. rehab, you went to that, whatever. Now it's like, hey, you guys <laughs> yeah. are harassing me. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I can show my gun wherever I want. Yeah. Wherever I want, and I demand the NRA back me. Yep. You cannot, you cannot do the same thing again. You can't apologize no. again. Mm-mm. Because like you said, it, it, just, it means nothing now. You did right. literally the exact Horses same thing. left the barn. Yep. So you acted like you were so sorry about that. It was such a huge mistake. You want to do better, you're going to go... Anger management. I mean, he doesn't look angry. He doesn't mm. look angry in either That's of those That's what videos. he should say. He's just like, I wasn't he even said, angry. Because I'm a black guy with a gun, now I'm an right. angry black I'm man. Angry. Everything's angry. Right. Why am I angry? Why can't I just be happy to show it Did to you? Did you say the senator from Arkansas was angry? Right. Nobody said I didn't see angry white guy. I didn't see that. These white guys have YouTube right? channels. I see a lot of stand your ground white guys. I'm not even shooting at anybody. I just have a gun in my hand. I'm exactly. not allowed to do that because I'm black anybody. and rich. I don't think he's threatening anybody. I'm a threat anybody. to you. Just showing his gun. He's just, I just happy. My gun. He's proud of it. Yeah, white guys in Kansas shooting black people because they ring the doorbell. Right. And people are all like, man, let's see what happens. I just show a gun on Instagram Live. You're like, fire him. Yeah, he should probably be gone. I'm pretty sure. I wish we could get him sure prison time. I'm black. Yeah. Agreed. And even if you're not black like that, that, that plays. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
Yo! Yo! What's going on? Well, this is something that we were early on, because I've been bitching about this for a long, long, long time. And that is tipping culture, and how everybody now asks for a tip. Sure. I mean, it's hard to believe, but I was complaining probably 10 years ago. Hell, maybe slightly less. It's probably been about 10 years. I remember going to pick up my dog from doggy daycare where you board the dog you know sure. and it's expensive and suddenly they had a tip line on the thing i was like dude we're tip because at that point still tipping was kind of uh service industry stuff you know it was you yeah. expected at a bar you expected at a restaurant and then you know every now and then you'd see it at a place you're like uh ah, this is a bakery I, I, you just grabbed it out of the thing for me but i guess am i tipping you for doing a good job i don't know and the barista's obviously at, at right. the coffee shop okay hair, well that's service hair you, you knew that you tipped when you did your hair but I mean, it was kind of th- those it's were weird, like the though, things. Like there are there are confusing things. Like all right, like uh, I, and I'm not sure why. Is it because they pay women less? Like is you know, is it a disparity in incomes? Like because so say you have a house cleaner, you tip the house cleaner. Okay, but if you hire a handyman, you don't tip him. Yeah, that's you're true. like how much to paint my whatever, or how much to fix my cabinets, and he's like hundred bucks. You're like cool. I'm not like here's a hundred and ten. I mean, I'm sure some people do, but not every time. No, not every time. I and will certainly sometimes. like. And I'm like, man, that seems like a lot. But you don't feel. Let me put it this way: you don't feel obligated if you tip your handyman. It's out of the kindness of your heart. Yes, and if you ask you for hundred dollars right, and you, you have a hundred dollars on you, you're not like, damn, I don't have any money to tip. Right now, if he asks for uh, ninety and you have a hundred, you let him keep the maybe, ten. That, yeah. yeah, that, that maybe, happens. Maybe a lot. not though. Not always, but yeah, a lot of you times I might feel do like that. you had to. Right. If he's like, yeah, it's you know twenty bucks an hour, and you know I was here for five hours, a hundred bucks. You're not like, oh, I got to give him one hundred and ten, right? One hundred fifteen. You don't feel that way. You may. But you don't have to. But if you're a house cleaner and it's 120 bucks, you feel like you have to. Well, now the big right? debate since COVID hit was the carryout stuff. You you order something online, you go pick it up. We're so used to tipping servers for being servers, and did you get good service or not? That when people started going to pick stuff up, they're like, "Do I tip when I go to pick up the food and it's just waiting for me? Who am right. I tipping?" And it seems like yes. Part of it though was because we're like, "Well, this is how they make their money, and they can't have people in their restaurants right now." So. You know, maybe you don't tip as much as you did when you went and sat down with the family of five at the table, but you still got a tip because this is, this is the only way they're making a living. And honestly, anytime I pick up something from a bartender or a server at a restaurant, I just think tip. But I understand why people are upset about. It. I know Snowcone. I've heard you complain about that too. Like what? how much are just how much are you supposed to tip when you do carry out? When you just go pick it up and they're not bringing you drinks and all that. Nothing. What you say? Nothing. Well, they bring it to me. Sure. Like, if you go in and grab it from the bar, and you're like, hey, I had a, an order for Lazo, and they go grab it. And like, here it is, and it's in a bag. You don't tip them for that? No. See, I feel like I have to, because it's a bartender. There's that spot on the, the paper. The bartender didn't make it. I know they didn't. They just said it at the I bar. The bartender didn't. I also don't know, up. like, do they split the tips? Right. Who's Does it go the to tips? the expediter? Right. No. I, I don't know. It seems like mostly the people involved in this were the kitchen staff who put it together. I mean, you don't sometimes I will, them. but I don't, feel, I don't feel like I have to. I feel the pressure on that one. I feel like I have to. But... What about the Subway when you go in there and they turn that right. thing on? And it's I like, know. Well, what about the lady at the Royals game? You order four hot dogs, it's a hundred bucks, and then it says on there, "How much would you like to tip?" Oh, at the concession stands? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. Uh, I got to be honest, like because I usually go to Chiefs games, and 
they've got that little thing on there. It's like a predetermined tip. You know, you're going to tip this much or this much. And honestly, there's a, there's, especially if I go there more than once during a game, I'm like, I'm not tipping both times I come here. Right. I'm, ju- I'm just not. I mean, you grab something from right there. That's it. This is your job. I don't know. Like, why don't we just pay people? I don't understand. Well, right. That's the other thing. Like, pay them because right. I'm positive this hot dog ain't 10 bucks. Exactly. Right. Now so you just pay, pay this lady. It. Why, am I, why am I tipping? Right. Because that money's got to be going somewhere. Like you said, it ain't a $10 hot dog, but you're charging me $10 and asking me to tip another five to be nice. Right. Now, like with Uber, remember the big thing when Uber started was what's so great is you no don't tips. have to tip. Now, of course, it says tip. How much right. do you want to tip the person? And it's right there in the thing. And I mean, in the beginning, I remember thinking like, God, I don't have any cash on me. I feel bad. But you know what? That's the whole thing about this. You 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 reminded yourself, you don't have to tip. It's part of what people talk about with Uber. Right. It's it's all digital. You pay for it in advance. And in your mind, you're like, and they're probably making okay money. They don't, they don't depend on the tips. Yeah, well, now, of course, they ask you for the tip. And now we know that the drivers can rate us. So we have a right. star rating that the other drivers can see. So you're paying, if nothing else, just to keep those stars up there so people don't ignore you when you ask for a ride. But now the new thing that everyone is freaking out about is tipping AI. Because there's more and more places what? that you go to. Yeah, there's more and more places you go to where you never deal with the person. You may go to McDonald's, go through the drive-thru, and oh, yeah. the... You know, you voices the, McDonald's drive through voice. Well, they I never don't. Asked me. I don't. But apparently, when people go inside now, they have the screens there too. And I guess people are saying that I don't know if it's McDonald's specifically, but in the news they were showing clips of people interacting with these screens. And one of the places they showed was McDonald's. I can't imagine that McDonald's has a thing that's a spot for tip, but maybe they do because well, Subway, Subway does. does yeah. Those places do. To me. McDonald's doing it would almost be like if Walmart added a tip line to the receipt. You know, I just it would be difficult for me to imagine because I feel like the company's saying do not tip people, but maybe they do. I don't go into McDonald's all that often, so I don't, I don't know. Snowcone, you go through the drive-through, right? You're just talking about how you talk to the AI yeah, I hate it. but you haven't used the computer inside one yet. Yeah. I have, but I've never seen a tip thing. Okay, because I, I wouldn't think so. But if they do, you can tell us. Uh, you can message us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Church of Lazo. But apparently now there are more and more tip lines that are popping up. Or it's not even the tip line. It's the you finish paying for something and it says, you know, how much would right. you like to tip? 5%, 10%. And you didn't deal with anybody. It was a computer. At grocery stores, well, we've talked about this too. Instead of tips, it's always the, would you like to round up? Yeah, no. And I'm like, no, stop asking me to round up. Right. If you want to donate money, donate money. You're going to write all this off well, anyway. You, when we first talked about it, it was years ago, you were like, well, they make me feel bad. And I was like, no, they can donate the money. They're using your money to write it off. I'm just angry that they're, they're trying to guilt that, you into it. Like, hey, don't you want to give money to this kid with cancer? And I'm like, no, you guys right. are the ones writing s- this off. CVS says, hey, look, we donated $200 million to charity. Right. I'm like, like, no, we you did. didn't. We right. did. Exactly. It annoys me. So people are very upset about the whole AI thing. They're upset about tipping in general. Maybe it's time that we'll actually do something. This about morning, it. a it. growing number of shoppers are reaching their tipping point. Why am I tipping for a mobile pickup order? Some companies have been implementing a tipping option at self-checkout lines, even when the customer has minimal to no interaction with an employee. Have you noticed more prompts to tip? Absolutely. I see it everywhere. It has gotten a little crazy. I was recently asked by a computer for a tip where there were no people involved in the transaction. Are you wondering where's the money going to? I'm still wondering. So I saw this. This was from the Wall Street Journal. They're talking about the uh, self-checkout aisles. Asking, I don't know that I've seen a self-checkout thing ask me for a tip. Me neither. But maybe I haven't. I'm just so used to saying no because I'm used to it asking if I want to round up for someone. But according to this thing, it says that they've talked to people who have encountered these prompts. Someone bought a $6 bottle of water at a self-checkout kiosk at the Newark airport. And it asked if they wanted to leave a 10% or 20% tip. 
Now, people call this emotional blackmail, which I think is, sure, yeah, is good. Right. Please, that's exactly what it is. Then a baseball fan says, uh, says here, a baseball fan grabbed the beer from a self-service fridge at Petco Park in San Diego. It asked if they wanted to leave a tip. He said he was confused because he didn't know who the money was going to. He hadn't dealt with anyone and hadn't interacted with the human, but he still left a 20% tip. Right. Because it asked him to, and he felt bad. So I found this thing. This is just from, I think, over the weekend. This is recent. And it's an actual thing where they say, all right, look, we know that tipping's out of control. So here are places where you don't have to tip and people that you definitely don't have to tip and that you shouldn't tip. Ju- just stop. So I would think this one's pretty obvious, but they say highly trained professionals, you do not tip. Nurses, lawyers, uh, accountants. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a time. I've never <laughs> – can't imagine tipping your doctor. I think that would be I, weird. I, I think that would be really weird if they're like, okay, your copay is eighty dollars. I like, feel like he, take I an feel extra like I, ten. I'd be honest with you. I feel like I could get arrested for trying to tip the doctor. I do. I don't know that that's true, but I feel like it's like trying to tip a cop. Like, hey, I need these prescriptions, and then you slide him a twenty. I feel like you'd be like, yo, yeah, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Like, I feel, I'm not saying that, but I feel like you could. Right. Well, like, like yo, 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 you can't just slip a doctor fifty. I get that. Plus, I don't know if that's true or not, but I would feel company. like. I'm just telling you, I feel like maybe it sounds like it's illegal. I see what you're saying. Like I can't it pay my doctor an extra 50 bucks like to place. get something. Right, like a, like it's a bribe of some sort. Yeah, and you I know what like, it's supposed to cost. And right. the insurance I feel like it's illegal. I don't know if it is or not, but it feels like it feels illegal. Now, one of the things they said... It feels was, like paying 50 bucks, giving a cop 50 bucks. That I know you're not supposed to do. Right, but what's the difference? Right. Like, hey, he writes you a ticket, like, hey, man, you're doing a good job. Take this 50 bucks. I feel like you're just going to get in more trouble. That's how I feel a doctor. Well, they said if you want to tip someone... Well, I feel like a lawyer just put it in there. Yeah, the lawyers are charging you an exorbitant amount you know, anyway. Right. right. Like, why would I tip a lawyer? They're right. on a retainer right. for The lawyer's like, yeah, no, you don't worry about tipping me because I overcharge you by about <laughs> right. $72,000. You're going to be like, taking okay. out loans to pay me <laughs> right. anyway. Yeah, that's like, I might insane. as well tip you. Like, I ain't going to pay you. You're right. But when it comes to highly trained professionals, they said if you want to tip them... Instead of giving them money, you're supposed to give them something else, which reminds me of, like, you can get them gifts, like flowers, cards, which is still very weird. But I don't know if you remember this. This was years ago. I went to the DMV. I had been having so much trouble Man, with if the you DMV. Got, that would be, all right, I get that. Remember when I said flowers? times where I had a lawyer get me out of trouble, and I sent him a bottle of whiskey. Like, thanks, man. Okay, that's you right. know what? Actually, I got the guy who, who closed my house, who got the loan financed or whatever. I right. got him a bottle of booze. Yeah. So I guess uh, that's the same sort of thing. And I got those girls at the DMV flowers. I mean, I didn't hand them to them, but I sent them there. Right. Because I just, I mean, I felt bad for them. I'd been having a horrible week. I was really just happy that they'd finally helped me and got right. gotten it taken care of. But I just thought, God, what a thankless, awful, terrible job. This place is depressing. Everyone in here is so angry and so mean to them. And I was so happy to be out of there. I was on this endorphin high. And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to send flowers to the people at the DMV because I'm just so happy to not have to be there anymore. But you're not supposed to tip highly trained professionals. The next one is it says you never tip at a restaurant when gratuity is included. So if they include a gratuity of 20% or whatever it is, do not tip over that. Yeah, of course. So if it says 20% has already been included, a lot of people apparently, I don't, not me, a lot of people apparently think like, oh, well, this is the minimum. They already included the gratuity. It's 20% because the table is this big, but they did a great job. I should tip them more. They say you shouldn't do that. And you're just adding pressure for more people down the line because right. now you're saying, no, no, no. Yes, they included the 20%, uh, but Mr. I Mr. Imsen, don't remind you tipping that stripper a Taurus. Well, that wasn't a tip. That was a gift. <laughs> that was a gift. I was trying to help her out of some... Tough times. You're not supposed to uh, tip when you travel to certain countries. We know this. Every country is different, but if you travel out of the country, you'll usually see something. You can look it up. How much are you supposed to tip? Even when you're just – like if you're in Europe and you're at a restaurant 
you don't tip nearly as much. Americans are so used to tipping 15, right. 20%. And then when they go to Europe, you hear these servers talk about how excited they are to have American customers mm-hmm. a lot of times because they will tip. Or they end up thinking, I don't have to tip anything at all because the price is already included here, which is not how it works. But you don't have to tip 20%. And I don't think anywhere really except for here. Maybe there is some other country where this is a thing, but I, I think this is mostly an American thing. You're not supposed to tip flight attendants, which has never crossed my mind. Not me either. What are you tipping a flight attendant for? Because they gave you some free bottles of booze? Right, I mean, I mean they're, they're people are, they bring you food or whatever. Maybe they give them a couple of bucks. They're just waitresses in the sky, man. I guess so. Yeah, they say you're not supposed to tip flight uh, attendants. They said it's considered to be bad form. Uh, many airlines, they say, have policies against it where they're not allowed to accept your money. Handing out drinks is one small part of their job. The rest of what they do is closer to being a first responder than a server. They're there to make sure that you're safe, all those things, that people are acting behaving appropriately and so if you tip them it can be demeaning to them it says you would not tip a firefighter or a paramedic so don't tip uh, a flight attendant they'll talk about how flight attendants have to go through all these safety things they have to pass these things they have to evacuate a plane in 60 seconds whatever it is so tipping them is just a little demeaning and then the first one it says or the last one don't tip service technicians this is plumbers electricians these are the people like you're talking about the handyman i guess it says they are already making a decent wage, hopefully a good wage, and they are not expecting a tip, so stop tipping them. None of this can change until people stop tipping everybody. And the guy who says in the Wall Street Journal that he got asked to tip 20% at a kiosk where he never dealt with the human being, that guy felt guilty. He tipped 20%. I understand he felt guilty. But now you are making this a problem for all of us because now you tipped, the guy maybe in front of you tipped, and now I'm going to be the first one. I know there are these economists who hate tipping so much and they think it needs to go away. And their way of protesting is to say, don't tip anybody. Don't tip the bellboy. Don't tip the cab driver. They don't even tip servers at restaurants, which yeah. I think is like, dude, then you can't, you can't go out to eat. I mean, if you're that against tipping, then you can't go to a place where it's all of their salaries dependent on it. I mean, making right. $2 an hour... That's not okay. But also, I've so, started going to places where they do it on, they hand you the iPad, and it's like, what do you want to tip? 20, 25, I know. or 30? And I'm like, how about the little when smile? When did we jump to that? I know. When did we jump to the the minimum tip is 20%? That's uh, And I'm, I like this. to tip. I, I was a bartender forever, but I'm like, your minimum now is 20? It's so much money. Right. Especially if you're going out and you're spending 100 because everything costs 100 bucks now if you've got right. kids. Right. Just to get regular food, you're going to spend 100 bucks probably at right, Chili's sure. or Applebee's. So now you automatically want me to start at 20%. That's the minimum. If I tip 20% now, I'm a cheap ass. And they put the smiley faces on a lot of those things now, right? So it says 15%, and it's like the flat face, like, meh. And then the 20%, it's like, eh, a little better. And then it's like 25%. It's like, oh, now we're really talking. And then 30%, oh, wow, exceptional. I'm like, well, I thought it was exceptional. I really did. I thought the service was great. I thought it was perfect. It couldn't have been better. Why does that mean that I have to tip 30 or 40%? Right, it's ridiculous. But none of, no one can be the first one. We have to organize. You can't be like one of these economists who goes out and just says, I'm taking a stand by not tipping anybody. No one likes you. They're going to spit in your food. They are going to lose your bags. They're going to do all those things. I don't want to be the only person out there, along with a couple of other economists, who says, I am protesting tipping culture, so I'm just not tipping. What we have to do is put pressure on these places to get rid of the tip line, pay their employees, get rid of the tip line, stop putting that goddamn smiley face on the screen when you go to pick something up. And you are saying that when you go to get, you pick up food that you ordered, like you ordered it on an app. I don't ever do that. You never go to pick up food? I thought you got carried out all the time. I get delivered. 
Oh, so you've and never, then I tip on the delivery, of course. Right, but if you were I'm, to go get like, carry no. out and you go pick it up at the restaurant, do you don't tip them. Even no, if I don't go get pickup, I'm saying you wouldn't do that, right? You wouldn't tip. Them. I, well, I don't. I'm being honest. Like I don't do it. So if I, I I don't have the basis to tell you if I felt emotionally blackmailed in my head, I wouldn't do it. But I don't ever just like call a place and be like, "Can I order this, this, and this?" and I'll come get it. Never. And you never done car side to go never. or those sort of, with the car yeah, side with to all go. That, if I'm going to order all that, they just have someone bring it to me. With the car side to go, they're bringing it to my window. You know, now I feel like they're yeah, the server came out. I feel like you got to tip them. It's like being at a Sonic. It's like at a, at a drive-in. I know it's not necessarily the same tip. You don't have to tip as much as you would based right. on the total dollar amount because you didn't sit there. I for really two never hours. go pick it up. You've never or you've never done carry out. I mean. Not often. I'm thinking I have, like you, the answer might be no. Like you maybe haven't done it. I think I'm, you know, a couple times maybe. I just with the delivery. The Olive Garden maybe. Feet. I know like maybe a couple times in the last few years. I've had okay. to go there. And, and? Because I wanted that specifically and for whatever reason, whatever app I used to deliver wasn't on there. Okay. And you think that you probably didn't tip? I think I just, did. Like I tipped because it was an expediter I could tell. So I think, you know, he was out there and I was like, oh, this guy must be the expediter. So I gave <laughs> him like thing, 10%. But if a I mean, I don't. I hardly ever do it. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna tip and pay extra, then why not just have somebody bring it to me? Right. I mean, I still don't think that you necessarily have to tip the full twenty percent. I yeah. feel like you can get away with tipping less if you're doing carryout. You should be able to because there's less work going into it as far as a server's concerned. They're, it's in a bag and they hand it to you. I, I mean, and you're not sitting there for hours. I, I don't think that we should be expecting the same tip. But it's not like anyone has a rule that says mm-hmm. this is what it should be. If I go inside and grab it. I make an eye contact. They hand you that receipt. There's a line there for tip. I feel like I gotta, I gotta put something there, something. If I'm picking it up, if I'm dealing with an app or some, you know, if I can just go over there and grab the thing and someone pushes it my way, at this point, eh, I feel like I'd be okay with not tipping. But we, we got to get back to the place where we were, which is we were shocked when we first started seeing these tip lines or being asked to tip when we went to pick yeah, something sure. up. We were shocked when we were asked to tip at the donut place. Like, I don't know if you own the place, if you work here, whatever the deal is. It should not be our responsibility. And to also, th- this word that travels around about, like, you know, Lanzo, he's gotten carry out here a couple times. And right. He only tips 10%. What the hell are you supposed to tip? I've got people in these in these interviews saying that they don't tip at all if they go pick something up. So right. there's, there's obviously people who don't tip anything at all. I think the rule should be if you sit down at a restaurant and have food brought to you, of course you tip. Course. And I guess 20% is now what we tip. Is that what we all agree on now? 20% is what you're supposed to tip? It's, it used to be 15 not that long ago, but I think 20% now apparently is the base tip. Didn't it used to be also you moved up to 20% once you got to like $100? Like the the bigger the bill was, then you increase your percentage. Or am I crazy? I could have swore that tipping used to be fifteen percent. But if it's twenty percent, it's twenty percent. That's fine. The bartender, you tip about a dollar a drink or a dollar an order, whatever it is. If you're going to be getting drinks all night, if you have an open tab or whatever, you can tip at the end. But if you're paying cash, I feel like a dollar yeah. a drink is good when you're going back of to course. the bar regularly. Other than that, I think everything else should be up for debate. All other tipping should be up for debate. Whether it's going to grab something from for carryout. Yeah. Whether it's a, a place like Subway, I mean, dude, I tip at Subway now. I have before. I do. I mean, the person's just looking at they're you. They're staring at you, and they're usually horrible. Right? They took forever. They forever. worked there a day, and they're assholes. Yes. And I'm now like, I feel well, bad. Well, mine? They're always just slow. So there's slow. one person, and like you just stand there, 
And one of the reasons why I get delivered, because you just stand there is they make 12 delivery for orders in front of you. online And stuff. they just put them up on that shelf, and then they yep. come to you, and they're like, what can I get you? And right. I'm like, and then when I get done, I'm like, man, I've been in here for a half hour. <laughs> I know. And the people behind me left, literally left. And I sat there with me and Chacho, and we were just laughing at each other, like, right. Jesus, man. This is taking forever. It's annoying. And then we walk to the end, and the guy turns it around with the tip thing, and I'm like, Chacho. All right, 20%, man. Right. I mean, I mean it looks like you're having like, a rough point, day. I was like, this whole thing sucks. Right, and it you makes you not want to go back. This place sucks. Yes. Everything sucks. I, I hate so it. So I just tip 20% and just be, you know, try to be the last thing that doesn't suck yeah. in this room. It's insult to injury. Right. Because when they started doing the order online stuff, they didn't hire more people at these places. So what happened is exactly what Laz was talking about. You go in there. You stand there by yourself. There's no one in line, but they're making stuff for people right. or ordering stuff online. Like if they're going to become a an internet company, right. they should they're, hire someone. Right. If you're Zappos, then be Zappos. Then be Zappos. Every time I go in, right? Crackman just said the last time he went in, the people made twenty two subs before. <laughs> right? I've like, seen I was it literally happen. standing there for a half hour with my kid, and the guy's like, "Just a couple more subs to make," and then just making them so, so goddamn slow. slow. Yes. It's always their first. I'm day. like, dude, this guy had worked there for a while. I'm sure. I'm like. You're killing me, small. Like it ain't. Like I've never worked in Subway before in my life. Positive, if I jumped on the other side of that counter, we could bang this out in three minutes. <laughs> like it's all there. Like here's the cold cut combo. Put that thing on it. Let's go. The Church of Laszlo. Yo, yo. What's going on? We're getting ready to doom scroll, my man. Plenty to talk about. It's Monday. We got an update on Jamie Fox. It's it's good news. Oh, and a legend passed away. I don't know if you guys saw, but. No. Someone I think you guys probably you at least know who he is. I don't know if you guys are big fans of his or read his book or not. I could see Snowcone saying that he read his book for sure, because I know Snowcone went through a phase sometime shortly after high school. So I, I think he what? might have been into this a phase guy. of what? Eh, he used to play a lot of online poker, like a lot oh, of online yeah, yeah. poker. Do, I had a buddy text me first time he yeah. did, yeah. I have three of his books. You do? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't going to be shocked system. by that. I love that. Doyle Brunson. A buddy okay. of mine, as soon as it happened, texted me, Doyle Brunson died. I, yeah, you I know, I was thinking, they buddy, both know who he is. They, you know, he does every year, man. Uh, he graduated from Eastern Michigan. A lot of us went there and all. You get a cinematography degree, right? Taught school with me. He taught at the, in the film department when I taught in the radio department. Uh, stopped all of that stuff and became a poker dealer, would deal poker, and now uh, every year drives out to Vegas and deals for the World Series of Poker. And doesn't work all that often because he makes so much money out in Vegas for those six to eight weeks. Like, he lives out there, they put him out there, he's like, they're long days, you know, 14 hours of dealing poker. But I go and do it. He's got friends who How go many there weeks every a year? year. I think he goes like six to eight weeks. But That's I mean, he bad. does deal at the casinos in Detroit right. too. But he's like, you know, it's a limited schedule, and I don't think he's killing it. But he's like, it's enough, you know, to pay my. You know, I don't have to do anything else really. Yeah, I, I got a deal, you know, like three days a week when I get back at one of the casinos in Detroit. But I head out there for six to eight weeks, and that basically covers his nut for the year. Yeah, I mean, so he covers that in the you six get enough to eight money weeks, on the table. Right, and then those guys win a million bucks. You're on the right. table, you know. Boom, they kick I you back. I always wonder how much right. they take because you see those guys dealing on TV. And you're like, man, there are millions of dollars right. on that and table. And it's not how just those because he says like he does all like when he's there. You deal the stuff that you see on TV, but then he's also dealing all these other games. Yeah, you know that they're doing. And he's like, and he'll tell you sometimes like, and then side games. 
Like somebody will say, like, if they like him, they'll be like, hey, man, you know, whatever. Doyle Brunson, not anymore, is having a game at his house. Come over and be the dealer. People trust you. They like you. It's like, so those games you can make that a probably ton of money. a lot of money. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you got to be good at it. It's not like it's you got to be good at it and likable. You know? Right. But if you get in front of some of those big games, I would think they could be life changing, especially if someone says, hey, I'd like you to come deal these games like you're saying at my house. Then that's it. You, I mean, I don't know. Sounds like a pretty good deal. I would imagine that six, eight weeks a year you could make a yeah. decent amount of money when you're dealing with sums that large total. Right. And these guys I mean, are I in could, a good I mood. Guess. I mean, he's been, you know, I think he says in those eight weeks he'll make 50. Oh, that's pretty good. Right. Yeah. You know, 50, Not 60. Too shabby. Not and then, too shabby. you know, he takes a vacation afterwards, then he comes back. And I think he's got a small house where my parents used to live and doesn't have a wife or any kids and just kind of pays his rent. All that, his car's paid for. Everything else is icing on top. Right, so then he goes and deals poker at, like, you know, casinos. I know he's got a job at one of the casinos, and then he goes, you know, at clubs. Like, yeah, you're allowed to play poker in bars in Detroit. Oh, like, for money? Yeah. So, like, if you go to a bar in Detroit, it can be, like, a nightclub, right? And Mm -hmm. people, you know, beer and dancing. And then in the back room, they can have poker. Really? So they have like three or four poker tables. You can just go back there and play. So he makes money there, They don't there have too. to have a license or anything like that? It's they might, but it okay. must be a thing where everybody can You're get one because there's, you know, there's a ton. It's like those gambling places in Fort Myers where you go. Right. I never know what goes on in those places. Right. I haven't actually been into one, but oh, we've talked we about it. My parents went all the time. Yeah. I know that some of them back in the day, they say like you could win. You won prizes. It was like a raffle that was type the first system. how they started. But, okay. but the prize, they just got away with it. And then... The prizes were like, oh, you can have all this stuff, like adult uh, Chuck E. Cheese, right? Mm -hmm. Like, think of it that way. It was like all these things with stuff you would want as an adult, but they always just had Visa gift cards. Okay. So So that's that's how they got around it. Like, I'll take the $5,000 Visa gift card. And they're like, yeah, okay. You sure you don't want the lifetime supply of Oreos? No, (laughs) yeah, I'll take the money. Well, now they have them at gas stations. now they do it. Now in Fort Myers, if you go there, they just pay you cash. What it's are the, just like a casino. What do the ones do in town here? Because there's like I see, I just saw one the other night in the gas station and, and a gas station in Westport, and there was like people playing them. They probably had like four slot machines. I see them in liquor stores. Yeah. I see them in head shops. Kino, even. I think there's something. And they're you playing can play slot machines. Kino because it's a raffle. Well, these people are playing actual slot machines. Though they got big hmm. video slot machines. I just don't know what they're winning. I asked a guy who worked there's for the a way they, they could do it. And a lot of the anything. India Indian casinos did this. It, they're, they're, they look like slot machines mm-hmm. but if you look at the bottom and i don't know if this is it there's a square yeah and it's basically bingo yeah i've played those before right. uh they I have those think the that's Lake what they're doing a lot too. of places it could be these ones that i've seen start to pop up they just look like big digital slot machines and the reels are spinning there's cherries on it and all that stuff and i i for the life of me cannot figure out what they're playing for if they can win money or not i guess i could just try it anyway we're gonna doom scroll coming up right. next anyways go up my buddy said yeah. uh you know without him he wouldn't have that job yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, you know, he just made it so popular. And, yeah. you know, people buying his books. And he's like, he literally created an industry. And without him, he wouldn't be a poker dealer. There's I no knew Snowcomb was going to say he'd read those books. I just yeah, knew I got three it. of them. Yeah, I'm not surprised. The Church of Laszlo. It's time to doom scroll with Slim Fast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on The Church of Laszlo. Yo, yo, what's going on? 
We're doom scrolling, my man. We mentioned this earlier, but John Morant, the NBA player uh, who was in trouble last March, well, just you know, a couple months ago, for waving a gun on Instagram Live and got an eight-game suspension. He's waved a gun on Instagram Live once again, this time in the passenger seat of a car. I assume it's his buddy's car. And Snowcone pointed out that it looks like when the friend sees the gun, he tries to kind of hide the camera, but you can see the gun. And now the question is, what will they do to Ja? And Lazo says... Josh should say, you know what, this is racist, this is stupid, the whole it is NBA racist. rules it is of whatever conduct that you guys have, it was dumb the first time, and it's even dumber now, and last time I pretended to apologize, but I'm not going to this time. Memphis Grizzlies star John Morant has been suspended for a second time after once again appearing to flash a gun on social media. The video circulated on Saturday night. It shows Morant with what appears to be a handgun while he's riding in a friend's car. Yesterday, the Grizzlies said they were aware of the video and suspended Morant from all team activities pending league review. In March, Morant was suspended for eight games after he was seen holding a gun inside a nightclub on Instagram Live. A representative for Morant did not immediately respond to requests for comment. All right, so what happens now? We don't know yet. We're waiting to see what the team decides to do, what the league decides to do. How much trouble is he in? Will they get rid of him? Broussard, right after you said about this was America? I mean, except for black people. Right. Except for black men. Right. What did he right? Do? We're not allowed to carry guns. We tried looking up the rules, and it's the same thing that we found last time about when they're traveling for team stuff. Uh, you know, if they're on the road because they're playing a, a series on the road or whatever it is, if it's something involving the team, then they have this code of conduct that they're supposed to live up to. And apparently that's what got him in trouble for the gun the first time around. I, I don't see how this time around could have been anything to do with the team. I mean, it could have been. I don't know what they were doing. No. But I would think that he was just hanging out, that it was free time, and he showed right. this gun. No one has said Where's in any of these articles that the gun is illegal. No one has said that he broke any laws. Protect Jaw. They're it's not surprising doing it. that they won't. I mean, I it's know. <clears throat> fascinating. I'm, I'm shocked. So we'll see what happens. But Broussard said basically where what you said, that, you know, Where was he? What if Josh Allen did it? I don't know where he was. Yeah. Kentucky? That's where he plays. Right. So, I mean, you're telling me those senators from Kentucky and Tennessee aren't defending Ja? Seems odd. Seems very odd. DeSantis, did he take a shot at Trump? Uh, maybe that's what all the headlines said this morning, is that over the weekend DeSantis in Iowa took a little shot at Trump. Now, he doesn't say Trump's name specifically, but most people speculate that that's who he's talking about. We must reject the culture of losing that has infected our party in recent years. The time for excuses is over. We got to demonstrate the courage to lead and the strength to win. Oh, Ooh, the culture of leading. The You're culture boring. of leading. Of losing. We got to get rid oh, of the culture low of losing. Energy to Satan. Well, does he have a name for DeSantis yet? I remember them asking. DeSanctimonious. Oh, DeSanctimonious. Yeah. That's right. DeSanctimonious. It's uh, not quite the ring to it. It's not mm-hmm. as it's good. Call it De Satan. But yeah, DeSatan would work a little better. Mm-hmm. It's easier to say. DeSanctimonious. That's a lot of sense. I don't even really know what Sanctimonious Who means. Who does? So, certainly not people excited about a political campaign. That's not the kind I of thing I got an idea, but I don't know what, mean, what it means if you put the D in front of it. Yeah, whatever. Like On your high horse. Now you're desanctimonious. Yeah. You yeah. sanctimonious prick. Right. Yeah. yeah. I might throw that out to somebody who was pretending they're better than me. Yeah. Right. I hope I'm See close. Lands. Yeah. 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 But it's not a nickname that you want to just stick with forever. Not to, not when you're the nickname guy. Yeah. No, the sanctimonious there, yeah. isn't a good one. He well, I said uh, Trump calls him Meatball Ron. Now, I haven't he heard calls that. him Meatball Ron. I like that. Oh, I, like I haven't that. heard that. Now that's good. Yeah. I do like that. Meatball Ron. Yeah. What did he call Chris Christie? 
Did he have a name for? Didn't he have a name for him too? Uh, I guess he said names for everybody. We have to go through Wikipedia. (laughs) There is that makes sense. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I'd like to know all his names. It was Low Energy Jeb. Yeah. Then there's um, Little Hands. I'm pulling it up right now. Sleepy Joe. List of nicknames used by Donald Trump on Wikipedia. Okay, so looking at what Uh, domestic political figures. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd like to hear a lot of them. I mean, Biden's got a lot. Okay. But he's normally well, Sleepy, Sleepy Joe. Joe. That's on the Yeah, start, okay. Right? Bloomberg is Mini Mike Bloomberg. Oh, yeah. Mini Mike. <laughs> Mini Mike, okay. Uh, just see. George P. Bush is my Bush. I guess the guy that like him. Jeb is Low Energy Jeb. Pete Buttigieg is Boot Edge Edge. Okay. Huh? Liz Cheney is Crazy Liz Cheney. Crazy Joe Clinton Liz. is Wild Bill. Uh, we know Hillary's. Ted Cruz is Lion Ted. What was Hillary's? Hillary's has Crazy Hillary, Crooked Hillary, and Crooked. Lion Hillary. Crooked Lion. Hillary was the big one. Crooked Hillary was the one that I think Yeah, Lil Marco. Yeah, and then Ron DeSantis has DeSanctimonious and DeSanctus. But, but no Meatball Ron? No Meatball Ron? I don't see it on there. Meatball Damn. Ron's a good one. Yeah. I like that one quite a bit. That's way better than DeSanctimonious. Mitch McConnell is Broken Old Crow. <laughs> I've never well, he's heard right that about one. that. I do like that one, like too. Old crow, broken, yeah, old broken, old broken Old Crow. crow. <laughs> I've never heard that one. I feel like I would remember. He's probably like 10 years younger than Trump. Doesn't matter. I love yeah. it. AOC is Avita. <laughs> okay, it. he had Pocahontas. I do like that. I Nancy Pelosi is well, Nervous Nancy. That's what I was going to ask next. Nancy Pelosi. Nervous Nancy. Uh, mm. Jackie Rosen is Wacky Jackie. See, that works. Rod Rosenstein is Mr. Peepers. Mr. Peepers, okay. <laughs> Mr. Peepers, Not I love bad. it. Will Marco, Crazy Bernie. Mm. He's got the Shifty crazy Shift. thing going. Yeah. But uh, what, no, what for Chris Christie? Oh, Chris Christie. Let me find it. You guys go on. I'll come back with it. Okay, that. see if you find him. Uh, you guys remember Bud Light losing some money because of the campaign ad that didn't really go their yeah. way? Uh, what's her name? Dylan Mulvaney. Is that right? Or am I going on Yeah, Dylan Mulvaney. She got a can that was uh, made just for her. It was never a can for sale. Bud Light would like Chris to remind Christie that. does not have a nickname. He does really? not. Okay. And he has pointed out that Trump doesn't give nicknames to people he respects. Christie okay. said that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they didn't always get along, right? I don't know. I don't remember. I well, felt like yeah, he didn't get along. He, with he, did, he and kissed I, the ring for sure. He did. Yeah, yeah. Afterwards, and he never really and he went left, after right? him. And then at the end, Trump didn't give him any of the jobs that he wanted. And he did right. Still kind right. Of, he wasn't he didn't get any cabinet spots. Right. right. And he got like an ambassadorship or something. Yeah. He thought he was going to be but like you know, yeah. Secretary, Secretary of State or something. Yeah. Putting it in that state's <laughs> ass, right? Like they didn't give him blocking bridges, right? Like knocking down blue states left and right, but they didn't give it to him. I felt like he did go on TV after that, though, and started bad-mouthing Trump a little bit, but maybe not too much. I don't know. I thought he was off the Trump train after he didn't get those jobs, but maybe not. So Dylan Mulvaney, she got the the commemorative can from Bud Light congratulating her on, I think it said, one year of womanhood. Was that what it said? Some, and some, it was just sent to her, right? Just her. This wasn't like sold I in stores. To, I listened to that earnings call, the, the shareholders call, what was it, maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago, okay. where the CEO is telling everyone, we need to remind everyone, this can was not for sale to the general right. public. You couldn't buy it. It was right. just for her. So, because sales have slipped, and not only did s- sales slip, some of the things I read said that sales were down maybe twenty percent, and that you could see where the other brands picked up that twenty percent. So it's not like beer sales were down. They said Bud Light sales, in particular, slid this much, and we can see Miller Light and Coors Light grew almost the exact same in the same amount of time. Which at this point has been what we're already seeing these assholes like you know we'll do the same thing we did to Bud Light. I'm yeah. never shopping at Walmart again. Like I saw that. Well. 
Like, Forget about Bud Light. Now they have credence to this. They switched to Bud Light, but now apparently Miller Light's in trouble. What Miller Light For did. an ad that's already a couple of months old, but no one knew anything about it. I'd never heard of it. I'd never seen it before. But Miller Light apparently put out an ad about women and women brewers. And people online decided, <laughs> you know what? This seems too woke. Yeah. And women? there's no such thing. No such thing as women brewers. It says here. Women don't drink beer. And I'm tired okay. of companies pretending like they do. Says Women here, drink Chardonnay. That's what they drink. Miller Lite is now taking heat on social media. Here's a quote. Obviously, drinking Miller beer. isn't... Women drinking beer. Jesus Christ. Uh, obviously, Beer's Miller for isn't men. A, a woman-owned company. What they do for their staff, I will not comment. But for the hypothetical, non-existent female farmer brewer, this is posturing. Cult politics, boys. Yeah. Raise the siege. Uh, yeah, raise the siege. Raise the siege works That's on Miller. We got another brewer ready yep. to collapse, one fan wrote. Yeah, get him. Uh, so anyway, this is the a part of this clip. I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's a couple minutes long. But she's talking about the history of beer and that beer was brewed by women in the beginning. Maybe the, even the first people to brew beer would have been women. And then Ooh. beer companies turned their backs on women and started depicting women in bikinis and having fights in the fountain. Remember all those Miller Lite ads? Yeah. And she starts showing the all these days. posters of girls in bikinis yeah. sitting Terry on top Bradshaw of a beer can. Yeah. It wasn't even that Howie long ago. Long and we had those Miller Lite girls fighting in the fountain yeah. was within the last 15 yeah. years, right? I mean, certainly the last 20 years, I remember those Miller Lite commercials where the yeah. girls would fight. It was didn't tough the guys, guys and hot girls. Didn't the guys just stand around going, nice? Now it's woke wimps and Jesus knows, right? Like, my God. <laughs> well, there. What Miller, happened to a good beer? Miller Lite's trying to a destroy beer. all evidence of these old ads. Yeah. They're, they're are taking they really? the pictures. They're scrubbing it. That's what they said. They're taking them and they are uh, turning them into compost and they're going to take the old bad ass and turn it into new good ass. Here's a little known fact. Women were among the very first to brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia to the Middle okay. Ages to colonial <laughs> America, women sure were the ones were. doing the brewing. Centuries <laughs> later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Wow. Yeah. Look at this <laughs> Wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their but the whole beer industry's Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this and buying it back so that they can turn it into good for women brewers. Literally, good God, we How get do it. you ask? First, we turn the bad into compost. Then we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful they fertilizer. They were the first brewers in Mesopotamia, that's what you're telling me? The first brewers, period. They were slaves. The, the women were the ones doing the brewing. Yeah, because they were forced to. The husbands were out drinking hunting. the beer. Husbands were out hunting, and the women were at home brewing the beer. You know, it's, if you think about it, it's it's a lot like cooking or baking. It's a process, right? They have to go gather the hops and do all that stuff. Yeah. Make sure they know which you're gonna ones make it right explode. Then, no, that's no. You're trying. No. You're right. If you're continuing I'm a brewer to be the like a, like someone who cooks, then all yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, they were, in the kitchen. Make me beer. they were in the kitchen making beer. Yeah, It got easier over time because they just were told to go get the beer out of the fridge, which was a big leap forward for women. <laughs> My yeah. God. What, Snowcone? Get me a beer. That is a big leap forward. Would you rather have to go get your husband a beer from the fridge or, or go make, make it? You're right. Go grow well, hops. In your case, do you want to look? What's easier for you? Making your girlfriend something or just going and getting going it? Going to get it. Yeah. Yep, you're yeah. right. So now. This is from the Daily Wire. It says... A seltzer? Is it easier for you to make a seltzer or go get her one? <laughs> Which get one? get her one. Yep, there you go. You're right. 100%. The Daily Wire tweeted, Looks like Miller Lite has jumped into the woke beer game. And then you've got all these people who are saying, It's time to boycott. I love, by the way... Woke? That because men, women? Because women, you know. There's no such thing as female brewers, they said. 
Well, before you, at least it was like, I don't want to say at least, but like there was the trans thing. Like that was more divisive. This is just right. women. Right. Yeah, just women. They're woke. Snow cone, oh they're woke. God. Well, it's not just women. They're turning their backs on bikini ads, which I do yeah. have a problem with that. Me too. I mean, that's one form of. Okay, I, I don't want to get in trouble here, but we can at least agree that when it comes to. Feminism. There was first wave, second wave. I don't know what the different Let's waves all are. Agree to but this. there are it'd some. Easy. Let's but there sign, are some sign women, my name to that. Some women who like the bikini ads. Seventh wave of feminism. I don't, I don't know, know what, what they, they are. are. I don't know what they are either. But I know that they were different. I know they don't agree. But you're speaking for all women here and saying that bikini ads are a bad thing and that they're anti-woman. I don't think bikini ads are necessarily a bad thing or anti-woman. Of course not. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with two women fighting in a in a fountain? It was funny. It was supposed to be funny. Right? And the guys are sitting around. They're getting a kick out of watching the girls fight. And now I think the irony here that Miller Lite was like, we're going to, we're embarrassed about our history of advertising with women. So we're going to try and get rid of all that stuff. And now the only thing they're probably trying to get rid of is this commercial, which is two months old. And I don't know that they're actually trying to get rid of this. But the idea that the Daily Wire and other conservatives are tweeting about this and they're like, we avoided this whole thing. We're, we're making some extra money right now because Bud Light sales took a little dive there. They're always so dumb, though. Companies are always so dumb. Yes. They, they take the hit. You'd have to. They have no idea what their sales are at this point. Who? The, Bud Light. Like, there's. I mean, I know they have like a daily, but they have no idea. Like, it takes so long. You know how many Bud Lights are sold daily out of uh, uh, kegs in bars that they don't even know exist. Like those numbers are massive, and for them to go through them and then compare them over the last. To make any real point, the last 10 years of what's up and down and what's up and down, what they're talking about is stock price. Those things always take a hit. Nike took a hit. Well, they're not looking at stock price. They They are talking about sales. I know, but how do they, to compare those sales to... To last year's sales sales is what they do. So they say this time last year, this time last year, so sales are down 23 and a quarter percent, which you could say, well, then maybe beer sales are down. But then when they see that the other brands are up almost that same amount, then they go, ours are down, down, And then you'd have to do some sort of correlation causation. Is it because of this or is it because they sold more beer during COVID? Or did they sell less beer during COVID? I think that's why they look at the other brands. You'd have to go for ways of what they're up and down. And then it ta- it's easy to get people to stop. So if you piss a group of people off, it is much easier for them to stop buying something than it is to turn people on to buying something new. Right? So stick with it. Look at Nike. They said, everybody, your sales are down. Uh, your stock prices are plummeting. You know, these people threw their old Nikes out. They didn't do anything, and now they're seeing the highest sales ever. It takes time for people to, if you were a craft beer drinker, it takes time for people to say, all right, you know what, I'll start drinking Bud Light. I'll support this company. The numbers that quit a product because they're mad are always the first ones to come in. Always the first ones to come in. And I feel like it's usually temporary. I mean, this well, Of course sort of it is, and so you have forgotten. to gain new people. So they said, and this is from no, this is from four minutes ago. So now they're saying it's affecting all of Anheuser Busch. At first, it was Bud Light that they were worried about the most, and Bud Light's taking the biggest hit, twenty three point four percent. They're down twenty three point four percent versus a year ago for the same week. Worse than the twenty one point four percent decline suffered a week earlier. Bud Light is far and away the U.S. leading beer brand. Observed uh, the St. Louis Post Dispatch citing Bump Williams uh, data. Meanwhile, as beer drinkers recognize how many other beer brands fall under the Anheuser Busch. Umbrella, the backlash is widening, according to new data. The company's flagship Budweiser brand took an 11.4% sales hit 
for the week ending in April 29th. Sales of Anheuser-Busch's Michelob Ultra brand, the third biggest selling in the U.S. behind number one Bud Light and number two. Oh, Modelo is, is yeah. number two? Wow. I would have never guessed that. What? I had no idea. We're down 4.4% according to the same data. It's not just a Bud Light issue. It's an Anheuser-Busch portfolio problem right now. Anheuser-Busch's other U.S. brands also got dinged with Natural Light down 5.2% and Bush Light seeing an almost 2% Is it an end drop? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's that's uh, European, isn't it? Yeah, I don't remember which country. They've said, right? Was, well, like Holland or something. That sounds right. Somewhere over there. Norway. So it's, but yes, it's Belgium. not American. But Belgium sounds like Belgium, it could be. I think it could be Belgium. Belgium sounds good. I mean, Belgium, they get all yeah, Belgian beer, beer right? They're kind right. of a beer country. Right. So waffles and beer, that Chocolate. sounds right. I feel like InBev is maybe Belgian. But, yeah, specifically, of course, they're targeting the things that are underneath the Anheuser-Busch umbrella that Americans might recognize as being under the Anheuser-Busch sure. umbrella, so like stupid. Budweiser and Michelob Ultra and all yeah, that. So and I listened to that CEO's sales call, man. It was – I just – I couldn't help but think, look, this is not my money. I, I don't have any money, and you guys obviously have lots of money tied up in this. But he sounded panicked on this phone call, like – you have to remind people that these cans were not for sale. I mean, that's a we good point because when we talked about it, I think a I lot of people me, thought me and Slim thought like, "Oh, these are going to be for sale in stores." Like, he's got yeah. a point. Yeah, yeah a lot but of people didn't. Rea- I mean, look, it's a knee-jerk reaction. So your sales are down. You don't really know, right? You have to figure it out. Let the go through the storm and see where you are now. But you make this statement, you piss off a group of people, then you rescind it, say we're sorry for making that statement. And now you've pissed off a bunch of other group of people. You don't know where that twenty-seven percent decline. Yeah, they're from. not coming back, it, right? Is it thirteen percent of the people who quit it because of the cans? And then is it another fourteen percent who quit it because you apologized for the cans? You don't have that data yet. Just make your decision, make the cans, and carry it out and see where it goes. But now you have had the potential to piss off both sides, Well, they which said, is ridiculous. The, now you've pissed off both sides. Mm-hmm. The big thing There's just was, a report that uh, was... Uh, you should have doubled down. Right, of course. Double doubled down. down and, and then try to get new whatever, people. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was just, I saw the other day, it was a release from Hamburger Mary's and yeah. a couple other people who said, we're done, we're not doing Bud Light. Duh. Because they're because you pissed them up because that's you said you're right. That's, yeah. that, right. That like you idiots don't even have the complete data, and now you've you've pissed off both sides. Right. Well, they said they're worried yeah, now about right now you got twenty seven percent. You don't know what twenty seven percent it is. Mm-hmm. They're worried about Memorial Day because they apparently the Memorial Day kicks off summer. So if you lo- and they think they're going to lose the Memorial Day sales for the first time in forever, basically says if Bud Light doesn't fix this trend by the end of the month, which doesn't look like it will, it will continue to lose market share because it will lose Memorial Day. That kicks off the summer season. There's a, sur- a sense of urgency within InBev to correct these trends. It says to date in 2023, Bud Light and Budweiser are the only top 10 U.S. beer brands whose sales have dropped with declines of 3% and 0.4% respectively. Wow. Wow. So, oh, just I guess that just means overall sales in general yeah. actually being down. All right. Well, wow. We we took too much time there. We got to take a break. We'll come back and we'll finish doom scrolling. The Church of Laszlo. Yo, yo. What are you doing? We're finishing the news. Well, Doyle do it. Brunson died. He was only 185 <laughs> years old, and uh, you may know him from seeing him on TV playing poker over the years. You may know him from his books, which Snowcone has Super all. Super system. All of them. The Super system. Yep. 
He invented poker in the mid-1800s, I think, in the Wild <laughs> yes, West. Mm-hmm. And it stands to reason that if you invent the game, you're going to be pretty good at poker it. Poker legend Doyle Brunson, who won 10 World Series of Poker tournaments, died Sunday in Las Vegas. Doyle was nicknamed Texas Dolly, grew up on a farm, went on to earn a master's degree in business. He started playing in backroom card games while traveling as a salesman. Mm-hmm. Well, he switched to poker full-time after once winning a month's <laughs> salary in three hours. He influenced a generation of poker players with his 1978 strategy book, Super System. Doyle Brunson, 89 years old. That system is rocking and rolling. I'll tell you what, that's a super system. Legend. He helped name the book. Uh, He actually came to Snowcone and said, Hey, what do you think would be a good name for this book? And Snowcone said, I think you should call it the Super System. And that's that's (laughs) the name that stuck. And I think he made multiple versions of the Super System, right? Yeah, there's one and two. Yeah, there you go. 89. There's two stories. I read about him or saw him, and I thought they were fascinating. One of them was playing in a high-stakes game in Vegas upstairs somewhere, and there was a guy who was a gambler but wasn't a professional gambler, and he was talking about how he had like $500 million in oil rigs mm. in Texas. And Doyle Brunson looked at him and said, that's impressive. He goes, thanks. He said, I'll flip you for it. <laughs> and the guy wouldn't do it, obviously. And he said, that's the difference between, yeah. I had the money. So mm-hmm. that's the difference between poker players and people who aren't poker players. I'll go broke and start again tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. That was everything that guy had. Yeah. And I said, I'll flip you for it. Yeah. And that's the difference. That's pretty bad. I was like, yeah. Nick Wright played poker with him yeah. one time. Out in I think Vegas. Yeah. yeah they, mm-hmm. I know he knew him. Yeah. Poker players, man. When they, and I the got, other one, there was a poker thing at night and he was playing against the. Uh, the guy who started, oh, what's the dancing, you know, the... Dancing with the Stars. No, 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 the, oh, the acrobatic dancing that they... Oh, Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, yeah. the guy who started that. Okay. Yeah, I've heard and him they play were playing. Oh, the French dude, yeah, he plays a lot. Yeah, yeah and yeah, they were playing, and it was like millions and millions of dollars where it got to the end. Yeah. And Doyle Brunson rivered him. <laughs> I've heard that guy And then Doyle Brunson said, look, I'll chop with you if you want. Yeah. So he gave him half of it back. That sounds right. And he said, and they said, why'd you do that? It was like, you know, $13 million. And he said, guys like him, like, he, he can't come back and make this. Like, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? He, mm-hmm. That, I'm not going to feel it. To me, that's the way he told Like, I'll be fine, you know. Yeah. But for him, that's a lot of money. For the Cirque guy? Yeah. Like, that's a mm. lot of money. It's going to hurt him. Mm. How much is that guy worth? I assume he's I a know. trillionaire, too. He's I always know. on the poker game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know he gambles yeah. a lot, so maybe yeah. he's not uh, as wealthy as he could be. Or maybe he's wealthier. I don't actually know. I don't. I got picked up one time at the airport in Vegas by a friend who played a lot of poker. I don't play poker, but my friend said he would give me a ride, and then he ends up not showing up, but he this other guy comes, and he's in this brand-new, at the time, Escalade. This was like 2015. And... Um, He's like, hey, uh, Reed, because it was me and, and Chalen, and we do not know this guy. He's like, hey, sorry, uh, I'm, I'm picking up because I have to go to the casino anyway. And I'm telling him, like, well, thanks, man, appreciate it. You know, thinking, like, this is a little weird. and But whatever, he seemed like a super just kind of easygoing, you know, mm-hmm. dorky kind of guy. And he clearly must be pretty good at poker because he was wearing nice clothes and had this brand-new uh, Escalade and for a young guy. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's like a million-dollar car or anything, but he was young. And we get to the casino, and he pulls up to the – valet area and he's like listen i'm playing here he's like but your buddies are over i don't remember where they were he's like so um you know i'll see you i don't know if i'll see you guys or not and i was like oh okay and so we start to get out of the car and uh you know he's like walking away and he's looking at me he's like 
or who's driving? Which one of you is driving? I'm like, we're taking your car. And he's like, well, yeah, hey, they're over at the other casino. And I was like, right. oh, okay. Are you sure? Are, do you know Travis? Is this for mm-hmm. real? Like, do you know who I am? Because now I'm thinking, like, am I about to get arrested? Right. You know, I like, took someone's car, but he didn't care. He had to go play poker. And when I told my friend later, I was like, yeah, he let us drive his Escalator. He's like, yeah. He said he was gonna come give you a ride. I was like, well, he gave us his car. He doesn't even know me. He's like, yeah, that guy. He's got a serious gambling problem. And he's like, I'm sure he's very excited that you liked his Escalade because I think he's about to lose it. <laughs> right. And he's like, he probably shouldn't be playing poker as much as he is. But he's he's in that position right now where right. he has to win some right. big money pretty soon, or he's gonna have to leave this town. I was like, man, what a what a life. And I know that it's people who tend to be people who like to take big risks. Sure. And so if you've got enough money, or even if you can just get that one big break at some point along the way, then some of these guys end up playing for years and years and it becomes their thing. I mean, when poker was legal online, I mean, it was legal, legal, right? Like Mm -hmm. no, no one was hiding. It was legal. It looked like there was going to be an entire generation of people of a certain age. I played. They're basically the time. all gonna play poker all the time. Yeah. And when they kind of got in the way with the law and they made online poker illegal in some places and they changed the rules and you know maybe just losing enough because for me the popularity went down once you couldn't do down. it from your house. Yeah, I think that changed things because I think when you could do it from home, you go to Vegas. That's all anybody wanted to do. Well, was that's play like poker. Chris Moneymaker, like 2003. I think that was when it exploded. Right when he played Sammy Farhad. In, in what finals. year? Like 2003, I want to say. That sounds about right. Because I remember, I remember living in KCK. My roommate played a lot of online. Hell, all my friends except me played right. a lot of online poker. I did it a little bit. See, that's the thing. I'm no good at poker, but playing online, it didn't matter because it's not embarrassing. I mean, you lose some money. Right, if you're sure. playing for small amounts, there's no one there. I was petrified of the idea of going and sitting down at a table with people who know how to play poker, even if it's a low limit table. I love playing poker. My, I just know my mind. problems. I have, you know. ADD. I'm not patient. Yeah. And so, like, I could be sitting there up and down, up and down, be three hours. I'd be like, right, hurry up. I'm just going to go all in. I like, because I'm like, I can't do this. Exactly. So, like, it does, you know. And they'll catch you. And I played with your buddy Travis plenty Mm -hmm. of times. And he would always say, he's like, I know how to beat you. And I'm like, how's that? He's like, you're good at it. He's like, but I can start telling you start getting antsy and <laughs> yeah. It's about three or four hours in and you're like, oh he's like, you just start it doing up. it. Like and he's like, that's when I'm like, Yeah, well Yeah, I love the bluff. Kind of raise blinds. Yeah, like let's, just, let's make some money. Right. Jesus Christ. Get this over I do the with. same thing at Blackjack too. Like I'll start, I'm like, okay, and then I'm like but to but I'm still a hundred dollars a hand. Like exactly. I need the if I'm here, I want the you know the I want the adrenaline rush, win yeah. or lose. Yep. That's what I'm looking for. And poker can just be you just gotta be patient, patient, patient. It takes so and long. I tried to teach myself that and I just after a while I couldn't. It takes you know, he used like to two play a lot. Five blinds. I'm like, just twenty five. And they're like, Okay, this guy's just lost his on mind tilt. now. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I'm not even on tilt. You know, until it's like if you lose, you get angry. I just do it like I, I can't sit here with you guys yeah. any longer. I'd just rather lose this entire bankroll When's the last hours. time you played at a casino? It's been a long time. Sam. You used to play a lot. I used to go all the time. I mean, too. even in Seattle, I remember when I we would go. I would go play in Seattle. You just I go play, play I poker. loved playing poker. Yeah. But that, once you realize, like, this is how I'm going to lose, and I, I can't change it. Yeah. I can't become more patient. I became concerned because the issue with my dad, he was a severe gambling addict. Yeah. And and I also I, invented a... You're right. Yeah, you're right. So but I think but I got, I got super into poker. I mean, I was playing thousands of fans every week. I was going to the casinos, 
but I was just concerned. Like, I think a lot of people your age were, though. They were within an age range. There were a lot of people who were playing. I mean, honestly, that group of friends, and I was talking about Travis, who used to play with all those guys, they played poker constantly. Yeah. A couple of them, when I asked them what they did for a living, it involved poker, two of yeah. them. Yeah. One of them ran some sort of online website. He would start games. And then the other one just played professionally. That's right. what he did, played mm-hmm. professionally and didn't have any other job and just mm-hmm. played poker uh, all day long. And they would go to all the World Series of Poker tournaments and mm-hmm. – uh, it's just it's weird to be that into something and then to just not be in, like I used to play craps a lot like every night and I stopped doing that because it's too expensive I was losing too much money but I still play I played well I actually played with Nick Wright when he was here not that yeah. long ago but I feel like you I haven't seen you or heard you talk about going to play poker at the casino in years now Mm-mm. and you used to play quite a bit I love it yeah and it did but take I just a while. know like you know yeah I know where I'm gonna get beat yeah. I'll go the like you know where thing. I'll go I'll go and I have been. Since then, but I'll go like, um, like if I don't have the kids on Easter, I don't really celebrate Easter, I don't care. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to the casino and play poker. And then I can be a little bit more patient because I'm like, I'm just going to play here all day. Yeah. I don't care. Like, yeah. But like if I just on a Wednesday night, it'll get to be about 11 o'clock. I'm like, come on, man. Let's go. You guys, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get some action here. I'm the guy who's always like, I. Are we all just going to fall? Let's get some action. Let's move. Jesus Christ, we're here to gamble, you jackasses. Yeah, and if you win, like let's win some real money yeah. instead of just these little increments. Same, And I get what you're saying with Blackjack, too. It's the same way. Like, Give me at least a chance at right, something huge here. Uh, good news, Jamie Foxx looks like he's doing better. There were some rumors that he was doing worse, that he was back in the hospital or that he hadn't left the hospital. Like Rumors to the point that I guess tabloids were writing about it, but his daughter took to social media over the weekend and said, look, that's not true. He's doing a lot better. We still don't know, or at least I don't know. If you guys have heard, I have not. But whatever the hell happened to him, we know that he was filming a movie for Netflix in Georgia. He suddenly was rushed to the hospital. He was there for quite some time, but now he's apparently on the mend. Next up, Jamie Foxx, the Hollywood A-lister on the mend. A new health update coming from Jamie's daughter, Corinne, just one month after he was hospitalized with a medical complication. Uh, On Friday, she shared this update, setting the record straight after some online outlets implied that her dad's health had further declined. Here's what she wrote. My dad's been out of the hospital for weeks recuperating. In fact, he was playing pickleball yesterday. Pickleball. Thanks for everyone's prayers and support. And by the way, she also teases that a surprise will be announced this oh. week. Uh, we're sending our best to Jamie. So happy to hear that he is doing better. Mm. Surprise, surprise. It's fishy. all a joke. This whole thing is fishy. We just did all this to you promote like our it? new pickleball How do I add this fishy? Like the, the pickleball? The fact that he's been out for weeks. They don't say what it is. Only his daughter is the one talking. He's playing pickleball. You would think he would get in front of a camera and is say something. Is that what they said, that he'd been out for weeks? Is that what he said? That's what she just said. Oh, that's what she said. Okay. And yeah, I saw Friday that people weeks. were saying, like, you know, it's deteriorating. Yeah, I didn't people are getting that. ready for him to die. Yeah. it's The whole thing's just fishy. I'm not saying it's one way or the other, no, but it's fishy. It is weird that they said that he was in the hospital, and then she's like, he's been out for weeks. I just didn't believe that. And it's only but, her talking. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It's a, I guess that is a weird thing to say. I can understand saying, like, he's doing great because you want the press to leave you alone because it's a private matter, and he can be very private about a lot of this stuff, apparently. I didn't know that until all this came about, but they said he's been known to be very private about a lot of things in his life, like who he's dating and different things. Isn't but, he married? Uh, is he married now? I have no idea. I don't know. They were talking about him dating Katie Holmes. All these people that I didn't know he'd ever dated, and they're like, yeah, it's because he, he keeps a pretty low profile with that stuff. And I thought, how is that possible? I know they say... If you really want to be left alone by the paparazzi, yeah, you can there be. are ways to do it. Like get out of the TMZ, you know, yeah. or j- just stay out of that actual zone. And then you don't have to move to Idaho, though. Uh, you know, I know that's what right. Ashton and, and Demi did, but I don't think you have to do that. I think most of those people who get 
a ton of press, or at least a lot of press. It. It's because they want to. Yeah, they want to, and that's fine, by the way. They're saying, hey, I need to do this to keep myself popular. That could absolutely be the case. Well, we know that. But, it was Jonah Hill who told us that. Yeah. 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 He called he teams told himself. He said, yeah. yeah. He's like, hey, you know, when we interviewed him, he's like, yeah, when me and Seth go to Subway, nobody's there. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a big deal. He's like, we but, you know, you'd be like, yo, I, hey, I heard Jonah Hill's drunk, and he's going to be at this, and he's at this bar. He's like, that's me calling them. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and now I've seen that other places now too, and those kind of behind the scenes things about mm-hmm. what it's like to be a celebrity in LA. So it's, po- I mean, Jamie Foxx is a huge movie star. I think he's doing all right, I, but I still find it hard to believe that if he was at a hospital with his level of fame, that the press wouldn't have been keeping an eye out for him. I guess you sneak him out a back door or whatever. You're not going to stand there day in and day out. Maybe I, I don't know, especially when they don't know what's wrong with him. But I'm with you, Snowcone. It went from he went to the hospital, be okay, to okay, he's still in the hospital, and it's very serious. To we're not going to talk about it anymore, but like we thank you for the, for the worst. Yeah, preparing for the worst, but we thank you for your thoughts and prayers. We really appreciate it. It means a lot to him. Then apparently that stuff this weekend was all just rumors that he she was. She said he'd been out for weeks. Yeah, and now she's saying that he's been out for weeks. And that's, playing pickleball. Like, I don't that's something Speaking weird. Speaking of pickleball. Right, let's not. Did you hear Bed Bath? <laughs> you know, Bed Bath and Beyond <laughs> out of business. Up pickleball courts. They say the Bed Bath and Beyond stores across the country, not all of them, but many of them are turning into pickleball courts. I'm telling you, last oh, we gotta get in on this pickleball thing. It's it hot. Does? Yeah, I mean that's it's, so popular. It's sweeping. I, I know, but it's I hate to say it's sweeping the nation. What's that? Indoor? Yeah, indoors, indoors big. They're just going to make them all and like put bars in there, and who's going to buy them? Or is, is Bath, Bath, Bath and Beyond? It sounded like it was a it's chain be, of them, but, it, but I, it's not owned not. by Bed Bath and Beyond. No, no, no. That they're using oh, the I stores. You were saying. Okay. Yeah, they're using all those stores, those empty stores now, and they're turning them into pickleball courts. I assume they'd just be Halloween stores. Right. Spirit. I know. Maybe they have enough. Spirit Halloween. Yeah, Maybe like now. everything that's been out of business. Some, Some of them definitely using the borders be. next I door. Guarantee. There's plenty of empty retail spaces to op- open enough Spirit of Halloweens, I'm guessing. That's true. Did you see this brother that saved his sister's life in Michigan with the slingshot? Son. Did, did <laughs> he hit you with the slingshot? No, that, okay. Him. Okay. So this little girl, she's uh she's mushroom him, hunting. She's mushroom hunting in the woods. A guy comes up behind her, grabs her, just like in the movies, he's got his hand around her waist with you know one arm, and then the other arm, he's got his hand over her mouth and he's pulling her away, picked her up, and he's starting to drag her away. Her brother sees some of this commotion because he happens to be off in the distance a little bit, but he can hear something, see something. He grabs a slingshot and goes running out into the woods, shoots this guy with the slingshot two times, once in the head and once in the chest, and the guy dropped the girl because he'd been hit with the slingshot, and authorities are saying he's a hero. He definitely saved his sister's life. Wednesday afternoon, police say an eight-year-old girl in a rural area of Alpena Township just Alpena south of the Township? was hunting for mushrooms in her backyard when she felt someone grab her. Uh, the suspect had come through the woods onto her property, came from behind her, and was attempting to pull her into the woods. Grimshaw says that's when the girl's older brother, just 14 years old, saw something happening outside. He grabbed a slingshot and whatever ammunition he could find and fired two shots. One to the head, another to the chest. It's like David and Goliath. Kidnapped. There you go, right. man. was able to get away. I mean, Double he tapped really him. is the one that I believe saved his sister's either life or from something seriously bad happening right. to her. I think he's. that's probably what he's saying. I mean, something bad's going to happen. That's what you fear, right? Is that you're going to be assaulted and then killed. And, if, and when you're that young, they almost always end up killing the victim. What is it? I think they say within the first hour. Yeah. Maybe it's within the first two hours when they're young. Hitting something with the slingshot is not easy. It's hard to aim those things. And, you know, you can kill someone with a slingshot. you got to be careful. I mean, I don't know if he had a real slingshot, but at 14, you ever shoot a slingshot? Probably not. Huh, of course I have. Like, did you have one of the ones that you get from the sporting goods the store that goes around your arms? Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, those things I, are serious. Those things are serious. You can put the holes through a squirrel like boom, but you got to be able to hit David it first. Goliath, right? It I ain't mean, easy come on. to hit it. It's a story as old as time. Yeah, yeah. But he's lucky. To I can't believe your aim wasn't good. Mine was not good. I'm shocked. I, I I was always scared of the slingshot a little bit. If I'm being well, honest, well, you shot whatever that is trap. Yeah, seems right. like you have Guns. A, like you got that in your in your veins. Dead yeah, eye. I had I had a slingshot. Me well, and Graham had slingshots. We shot them at stuff, but scooter soccer that probably takes aim. I don't know much about it. Well, it but. takes endurance, just athleticism overall, <laughs> uh, elite level athleticism. <laughs> but uh, I don't know about aim necessarily. And there was something else that I told you guys. Oh yes, yes, yes. The guy who. Uh, choke-holded the other guy on the subway and killed him. Now, we talked about the story when oh, yeah, it first right. happened because there was video. You see this man being held on the ground. There's a guy who's got him in a chokehold. They say this chokehold lasted for 15 minutes. By now, you probably heard the story. The guy who died was a Michael Jackson impersonator at times. <laughs> Apparently, he did a few other things, but they've got... Oh, I'm laughing. It just seems like a it's weird thing. It's a weird thing. thing that they say every time Michael Jackson impersonator, and they keep using right. this picture of him when he was dressed up like Michael Jackson. So I guess weird. maybe that's his career. I don't know. I mean, I get it. Whatever, yeah. but... So the uh, guy who had... Or just an interesting tidbit of the story, I guess. Yeah. The guy who put him in a chokehold, there was a bunch of debate about whether or not he should be charged. It's one thing to think that maybe you or your fellow passengers on the train are in danger, but you you held the guy in this chokehold for 15 minutes. Now, some people said, well, the guy was still fighting back that whole time. To me, it looked like he was going, I, I can't breathe, like waving his arms around, like, help. So it's a long time that he's sitting there in that chokehold, and it did eventually kill him. So the DA, of course, there was a lot of pressure from the public. There had been protests saying that this was racially motivated and this guy absolutely needed to be arrested well they finally did they arrested him and now of all people kid rock has come to this guy's defense but i'll get to 10 days after the death of jordan neely was captured on video the manhattan da taking action against the man who put him in a chokehold writing in a statement we can confirm that daniel penny will be arrested on a charge of manslaughter in the second degree lawyers for penny have said he and other passengers on the train were aggressively threatened by neely Overnight releasing a statement saying Penny risked his own life and safety for the good of his fellow passengers, adding, we are confident that once all the facts and circumstances surrounding this tragic incident are brought to bear, Mr. Penny will be fully absolved of any wrongdoing. Now, one of his lawyers, I assume it's the same one, uh, the 24-year-old Marine, Daniel Penny, charged in the New York City ch- subway chokehold uh, incident, insisted Monday that in an exclusive interview with Fox News' Judge Janine, P- is it P- Piero? P- P- Piero? How do people say her name? Mm. You know who she is, all right? You can see her face. Okay. He says that race did not play a factor in his client's actions and claims to the contrary that that is just not based on facts. So, again, obviously, as he said, when this all comes to light, he's confident that his client will be exonerated. Now, in the meantime, Kid Rock is one of the top donors to this guy's legal defense fund, this Mm -hmm. this 24-year-old. It's something called a Give, Send, Go. Have you guys heard of Give, Send, Go? I guess it's like a GoFundMe. Hmm, I don't know. I'd like to start one. Start one for us. Give, Send, Go. The Give, Send, Go fundraiser, which has now surpassed $2 million in donations, with the help of a musician who gave $5,000... Uh, that musician, it has now been confirmed, was Kid Rock, a uh, representative for the American badass crooner, is yeah. how they name him here, him. Uh, confirmed that he was the person behind the donation. Donations have poured in from all over the country since Penny was charged with second-degree manslaughter on Friday, fatally choking Jordan Neely, 30, on a New York City train. What a weird thing. Kid Rock, 52, whose given name is Robert Ritchie, wasn't the only big-name donor, Republican presidential candidate and entrepreneur... Vivek 
Ramaswamy. I've seen that guy's name before. Who I didn't know that I person was running him, for president. Uh, I think I saw him on Meet the Press. I didn't know he was running for president. Yeah. He's young, isn't he? Yeah, super young. Okay, because I didn't even think he'd be older. How old do you have to be? To be? I guess you'd like to be 35, right? Yeah. 40, something like that. Uh, he also, but he was on Meet the Press not too long ago. Okay, well, he donated donated $10,000. It says, the Ohio resident said Neely should have been behind bars in a mental institution, not free to terrorize his fellow citizens. Well, so I take that as you want to fund mental health care systems sure. and bring it back to pre-1980s levels where we actually had facilities for people who were struggling and where we didn't just put everybody who was suffering from a severe mental illness into prison with, uh, you know, lifelong no parole sentence. We have to regulate those mental facilities, though. What do you mean? I mean, I get why they got rid of them at some point. I understand, you know, unintentional consequences. Well, man, you saw those some of those documentaries, like the one about the killer in the woods or Geraldo Rivera going mm-hmm. to that place and just had for everyone kids, naked and one for kids. in the corner. Yeah. Like, we've got to do a better job of regulating those things, too. Absolutely. Like, man, they would just throw kids in there and make them, like, I mean, yeah, that was bad. They were horrifying. Have you ever seen that video, Snowcone? For no, all the Rivera, so. from like the late seventies, early eighties, and he went to check. I think it was a, it was for youth, right? Wasn't it for kids? Yeah, so I don't remember. Sort of there was something like you foster. know, it's just like the documentary is something about you know in Long Island or something. People thought there was a killer in the woods. Oh, I know the thing you're talking about, the urban legend thing. Yeah, yeah, and then you know it all ties into Geraldo Rivera going into this place, and yeah, that video is pretty bad. But what happens now is you see all these people who, because they are competent to stand trial, they almost never are found, are you know exonerated or or whatever. With the, they they can't use the insanity plea. They try, right. but it never works because no matter how bad your mental health is, if you do anything that shows you know what you're doing could have got you in trouble that's it sure. you don't qualify because you have to not know at the time that what you were doing we have a really 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 narrow definition and that's it that's the only thing in our court systems that says okay you 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 qualify and it's also really hard to get a doctor to say that someone isn't competent to stand trial i just watched this thing last night about uh, people with schizophrenia who every they can be a case where every single doctor agrees this person's schizophrenic doesn't matter if they work for the defense or the prosecution like this person is absolutely schizophrenic they hear voices but if they do anything, like I said, to try and show that they knew what they did was wrong or that they shouldn't have been doing right. it, that they try and get, keep it a secret, then that's it. And these people in the past, before everything was shut down in the 80s, they say would have gone to some sort of – and you would have been there for life, but you would have gone to some sort of mental institution for the rest right, of your life. Sure. And now we just send them to prison or we put them on death row and we execute them. My fear as a kid was always, what if they put you in one of those things and you're not supposed to be there? It's like the Catch-22 thing. I mean – if you start protesting it too much, if you get too worked up and say, I shouldn't be here, then they're like, yeah, you sound just like everybody else who's here. Right, sure. And that's, that's the fear. They made that scary movie about that. I don't know if you guys saw that. Probably not. About that woman who ended up in one. But that scared me a lot as a kid. The thought that someone could come along at some point and say, I think this person should be institutionalized. And it's like, how do you get out? Once you're in there, who do you talk to? Am I supposed to trust these doctors? I've seen Geraldo Rivera going to this place. People are walking around in the dark in circles, pooping in the corner. I'm not so sure that once you get in there, it's easy to get out. That said. We should probably fund, you know, yeah. mental health care. Sure and there's oversight. I don't know what you're supposed to call them now. We used to, what well, do we call them? We used to call them insane asylums or mental institutions. Right? Yeah, I mean, there's wards, but just right. the, most of them now live, uh, don't have a place to go, so they, they, they not too end up far living on the streets. On a sane asylum, not too far from where I grew up. We had one, too. We would skip school down. and go to the arcade, but um, 
there was a sign that said, do not pick up hitchhikers in this area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to have those over by the uh, juvenile detention thing, too. Mm-hmm. In the prison in McAllister. Yeah, we had our our asylum, whatever the hell it's called. It closed down at probably in the 80s. Yeah. When I was in high school, it was a big deal to go drive over there and look around and check the place right. out. You know, you get dared to walk sure. in there at nighttime. But th- those places, pretty sure all that stuff is pretty now, much right? closed in the 80s, yeah. yeah. The Church of Laszlo. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.